Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned give a little This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. Still pumping, sold on the culture. You know that my Doja culture game over, soldier. I'm cooling. Be on the sofa, niggas are posers, and I'm the sculptor. Well, do it right. Of course, that is unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday. It's April 17th. It's 2019. I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me any moment now will be my co-host. Cameron Hawkins, but until then, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information for contacting this here show, the most interactive show uh, on the uh, on the airwaves and the megahertz. Uh, I will come and sleep on your couch, on your air mattress. I have proven to do that. So again, the most interactive show in the world. Hit us up. Have your voice heard on this here show. Two ways to do that. First way, give us a call right now. Hit us up while you're listening live. Give us a call. Hit the Constellation lines up at 347-202-0103. Get in line, and you will get on air and get to talk to Cam and myself before the show is over. 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live, the other way to have your voice heard is to hit our voicemail line. You have three unadulterated minutes. To, uh, to ask questions, make comments, rant, heap praise upon us, uh, all kinds of stuff. That number is 415-787-5229, 415-787-5229, and that is the voicemail line. Another way to hit us up, old school, email tip, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com, East Coast. Audio show at gmail.com. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, let us know, though, in the uh, in the subject. Oh, I can't open the chat. That's weird. Oh, it opened here. Oh, that sucks. Um, well, let us know in the body or the subject line in your email, uh, which which uh, segment, uh, VIP or non-VIP, that you want your email read. Um, actually, that actually might work, even though nobody gets in the chat room anymore. But anyway, that's in-house stuff. Um, so that's the email. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travelord. You can find Cam at Seahawk, that's C-E-E, Hawk. And, uh, yeah, so those are all the ways of finding us on Twitter. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page, uh, which can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. And I know for sure we had a like or two. Maybe. 
right, maybe not. Oh, oh no, yeah, these are from last week. Okay, yeah, Bruce and Mark and Mason and Rick and Kirby. Okay, I read all you guys last time. Maybe not. But anyway, find the fan page, facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch. You'll see our page amongst the family of Torch fan pages. Give us a like, share the page on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies that do that whole sharing and caring thing. As promised, bring on our co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's uh, what's happening? Doing all right, man. How you doing? Doing okay. How are things? Things are well. Things are well. Good to hear. Um, let's jump right into it. We have a decent amount to talk about. Shake-up, big shake-up. A lot of of feelings about the shake-up. A lot of people Mm -hmm. underwhelmed. A lot of people uh, just whelmed. But we'll get into that. Um, What is, Cameron, the... What's the number one story coming out of of the week? Is it the the shake-up? Is it something to do with that? I think, I think it's the shakeup. I think if you had to take uh, a single thing from the shakeup, I think Roman Reigns to SmackDown is the uh, is the big thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, they, it, it's just interesting. They teased it as like the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history, and then brought right. out Elias. But I think we understood right. that they were telling. We understood the story they were telling. Um, and, I, and I do think like. I believe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, um, I mean, I didn't, like, see, like, I thought, I said, oh, it has to be Roman Reigns, because he would be the biggest, whatever, whatever. And then yeah. when it wasn't, I was like, I didn't see, like, the swerve coming. I thought Vince was just trolling us, and, and it was Elias, and that was it. And, and then Roman came out, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. But I didn't, like, see it coming. So I, you know, I I bought it the way it was, uh, the way it was sold. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think being whelmed is, like, the right response because, like, we see these people together all the time. They're not wrestling. You can literally see, and somebody would have to go back to a certain pay-per-view to see it, but there's probably, like, an AJ and Finn back-to-back match somewhere on a pay-per-view. You know, like, this idea that SmackDown and Raw come on the same channel at the same Mm -hmm. time slot on different nights. The idea that there's a different audience for SmackDown and Raw is crazy. Like, now, more people watch Raw than SmackDown. Like, that's like sure. in raw numbers. But the, the majority of people who watch Raw also watch SmackDown. And just about everybody who watches SmackDown watches Raw. Like, it's just, it's what it is. So, like, the idea that like, we want fresh matchups. I'm all for fresh matchups. Like, I think that Sims for AJ is one of the best straight-up, quote-unquote, trades that has ever happened. Like, it's, it makes perfect sense. Um, similar guys with, I think, similar equity. Um, I mean, Finn less than AJ, but the same people you want to see AJ in matches with is who you want to see Valor in matches with. Like, there, there's a lot of similarity there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, you know, the, the women who changed sides, um, like SmackDown all of a sudden like became, you know, kinda heavy to me on their side, but 
you know, the, the Usos to Raw was something that I've been, if you listen to this show, it's something I've been pushing for for years. Between them for the New Day. For years, that should have been the case. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they seem to have gotten things right with this as far as, you know, purely from a from a fantasy GM standpoint. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't really get excited because it's the same people you've been seeing all the time. And that's not being excited isn't a bad thing, but I think we just, just you know, acknowledge it is what it is. We're still going to continue to watch. We're going to appreciate some of the new things we see. Like, I think that the um, – the hidden gem in all of us, and all of it is uh, Andrade San Almas. Like that's, to me, the hidden gem. Oh, people who because um, you're going to get an Almas Rollins match probably, which is mm-hmm. going to be really cool. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's. I mean, you'll probably get an extended feud with, with those two. Not even just yeah. a match. You're going to get a program. It was standard by the books. To me, nothing really went wrong except. Except the thing that went really, really wrong from the outset. Like, you want to talk about a bad 25 minutes of WWE programming. Aside from The Miz coming out, look at that first half an hour of Raw. With yeah. Stephanie and Shane, followed mm-hmm. by The Viking Experience. Universally panned Viking Experience. Yeah. Or at least the name. I people say, like, it's fine, and it's like, well... You're saying it's fine because everybody else is saying it's bad. Like, you want to have a point. You want to have, like, space in this conversation. No, it's bad. Like, you know it's bad. You realize how terrible it sounds, but you still rock with it. Like, and then even worse than that, like, what's, how do you make that worse? By naming them Eric? Igor and, and five. And yeah, Eric and Like, it's bad. And it just. I, I said this on um, on the post show. Like, I don't think this man has hobby. I don't think he understands what a hobby is. Like, you can be enthusiastic about something and not be your end all be all. Like, uh, it's uh, is it Rowan? Not Rowan. I'm sorry. Um, is it is it Hanson that's married to Sarah Logan, or is it the other? Uh, I think it's the bald headed one. So I don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, so it's you know it's it's Roe, right? So like he didn't change his name to like Spin or Thor and no shit like that. Like he's still him, and they like to do fun things on the weekend. Like it's a part of what he likes in life, but it's not his end all be all. Like these aren't it's, it's not people who change their name to Warrior. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think Vince understands when people aren't at work. They do things that they enjoy outside of work, but they still can go back and be themselves. I think mean, this is like, oh, they're Vikings? Okay, let's go all the way with their name Vikings. Like, it's so cartoonish and corny that the crowd did not react to them until they did their cool finisher. And this is a crowd who, you know, a good portion of the crowd in Montreal saw War Raiders and Ricochet oh, yeah. and Black. Great match. You know what I mean? Like, they know what that's all about. And like, there the was same. enough of them. There was enough of them in that crowd that if everything went, quote, unquote, right, like they come out as the War Raiders, they're, they're Eric and Roe or whatever the heck, 
and everything goes smooth, there was enough of the crowd that would have made the rest of the crowd that didn't know go, oh, okay, let's pay, like, let's, let's pay attention. Like, somebody, they're enthusiastic. But because they were so, like, oh, what, what did you, what? Viking experience? And, and what's with these extra outfits? You know, gimmicks are part of their outfit. It was just, they didn't give the fans that knew. They, 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 they shocked them into silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, just took a lot of steam out of, it took a lot of steam out of an act that, you know, like, War Raiders weren't on TV for like a month and a half. Wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a, it's, this is kind of like a reintroduction, even if you're an NXT fan, like to them. And it just, I, I thought it was a, a strong disservice to an act that already endured a name change <laughs> found a way to make it work. A name change that everybody understood, even. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that... um. Like, Bailey to SmackDown. I, I wish, for her sake, it wasn't in Montreal because, oh, boy, did they eat her alive, and she did not deserve Like, what did she do to you? That was crazy. Like, I, you know, yeah. they the crowd wants how they want to whatever they want, but it was like, damn, like, it's like that. I wasn't crazy. mad at that crowd for giving Bailey that reaction. I, I really wasn't because I'm not sure. What is this? I mean, I don't want it to get into this herb as far as <clears> – <throat> Personal stuff, but what does that character deserve? It deserves apathy and some ridicule and scorn that it's that something that people know I should really love and be into on some level that I'm I I can't stand it. You know, whatever you're, yeah. And here's the the entire thing about it Who, who made that character that? Oh, sure. And, and did they boo him when he came out, or did they cheer him crazy? Well, I think they booed him like a heel and not like, you're fucking up our product, old man. So, and then they cheered him, like, like they always do. Like, that morphed into, ah, all right, all right. Yeah. I wish those people would, in, I, I wish the people in those crowds that know would, would, I don't know. Maybe they're just being drowned out. They're you know, eighty twenty, <laughs> whatever the percentage. But it's yeah. Every time, every time, especially in the middle of. And I don't know if Vince is like smart. If this is him seeing this and trying to quell it immediately, but every it, it seems like the last couple of times that something like major, not major, but you know. War, life experience, all kinds of whatever. Maybe he gets on TV and and doesn't let it fester into this kind of growing movement. He gets on TV, lets the crowd pop for him, and it goes away. Again, it could just be circumstances, and it might not even be something he's consciously doing, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And here's here's one more thing, and it has to do with the shakeup, but, I mean, also – very specifically the show from last night. Um, I did a poll on uh, on Forge oh, IG. Yeah, and it's and it's about split down the middle. And what I said was, you know, based on last night, 
you know, is Kofi Kingston in danger of having a CM Punk-like WWE title reign? And it's pretty split down the middle between, uh, you know, I hope not, and it's looking that way. And I very specifically mm-hmm. didn't say yes or no, because I didn't want to give yes or no as an option, because um, I didn't want people to say yes. But, yeah, I it, it's one night, but let's hope that next week, Kofi Kingston is the focal point of fact. The WWE champion is the focal point of fact. I didn't have any issue with... How can I say this? The issue I had, let's say, was the silliness. Like he's still he's still out there twerking. The the, the Kevin Owens stuff. I was halfway waiting and I can't imagine I was alone waiting for Owens to turn on him at some point. I was like he can't point. turn again. That's what I was thinking, like he can't turn again. I can't. I was still waiting yeah. for it. Even though it wasn't it was set up to be babyface stuff, I was still like, mm, you know. So in the back of my head. so it didn't happen obviously, but I was thinking about it. Uh, it was a bit of a distraction, but yeah, I, I just the silliness. That's all. I just couldn't. Uh, I just didn't like the, the the same old, same old. Is Kevin Owens not doing the pop up power bomb anymore to avoid injury? His own or his own? I assume. That, he doesn't hurt anybody doing it, but I wonder if, you know, switching well, to the stunner is a preventative measure. Well, I mean, if the, the stunner is more jarring to a box, to, to, the, to the guy giving it to Owens, I would think. No, but I mean, a pop-up. I, but I'm thinking about, bomb? like, mm-hmm. but I mean, every list is different, so it could be more jarring, but I mean, let's say he specifically has, like, a shoulder blade thing. You know, like, the motion up and pulling down may stress him different than a stunner. Because, really, he was the only one using a powerbomb as a fish. Like, at least at that level. You know, so, I wonder if if, if that's what it is or if it was just my character's different now. I wonder, like, what what initiated that. If if I had to guess, I would would guess that it it doesn't have anything to do with the... A particular injury or you know anything like that it's more it's more let's you know maybe owens took the stunner not being respected 15 years you know 20 years after it's uh after it's high yeah and was like you know what austin was right on that on his podcast where he was like yeah you know i just I started Turn into some transition move. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Uh, so maybe that, you know, I, but I but it, it, I would give it, I would think it would be five to other things before, like, like specific injury. But that, that, that is curious to wonder if, because I would imagine if you can't do a pop up power bomb, you probably should be wrestling, right? Like, if you're injured or have a recurring issue to the point where it's like this move that's relatively simple. You know, even yeah. somebody who hasn't wrestled, and I can yeah, take a few bumps in my life. That it's still, it's a relatively simple move, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, not not the shakeup 
uh, that happened? Any any, oh. any matches? Any main event stuff? I mean, yeah, any, uh, they're not matches, but, you know, around the shakeup, uh, a lot of people have requested their release. Um, you know, Alexander Wolf, uh, Luke Harper, um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, a few people, and, and I mean, to me, I think what I'm realizing is, you know, this isn't just a job to be. Um, as much as I like to think in terms of you should treat it like a job, so don't be super loyal, it seems like people asking for their releases just feel like there's more for them out there, and they really want to pursue their passion, which I 100% respect. Um, it, it, but it's interesting to see people. I mean, of course, Dean Ambrose chose not to resign. Like, but we, we seem to be really. I think that wrestlers are seeing that if there's ever a time to be on the open market, um, to leave on good terms, and you know maybe there's a way for you back in. But you know, to to go out, and make real money, and really make a name for yourself, make yourself marketable this might be the very best time to do it. So I think it's interesting with rosters changing, with, you know, um, WWE bringing in more money than ever. The people are asking to be let out while they're on good terms and seemingly wanting to do more things. Even put the Usos taking it relatively down to the wire? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to look at, it seems like the thing with Sasha is kind of being weaved into the story now, so you kind of believe that they're probably on good terms or have an idea of the direction they're going with her. Um, you know, if she gets booed when she comes out, I'm going to be really disappointed. No, like, come on. Like, because I, I felt like some of the booze that Bailey was getting was because of her affiliation with Sasha. Yeah, and if that was yeah, and if that were to continue, and she's like on a completely different show, that would be uh, that would be a shame. But as as I said on Twitter, like she's a she's an entire rehabilitation you know project. Like they need to just tear the whole thing down. I'm not. I'm I'm past uh, this character being able to be rebuilt in some fashion. Or, or yeah, but I think they have to tear, tear the whole thing down, do something different. She needs to... Yeah. And, oh, 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 um, even though we were kind of off it, um, you know, not, Mustafa Ali came a bit early, but Buddy Murphy said Alexander um, moving to, to the main roster. You know, when we talked about, uh, when, we, when we hilariously misread what was going to happen over the stadium with Buddy Murphy, um, it was a credit to Buddy Murphy and a credit to Shane Alexander with us saying, like, if he's not going to lose to Shane Alexander, why would he lose to anybody? Well, yeah. both, both of them aren't going to be on that roster anymore because at this point, their teams, I'm not even going to say too good to be on 205 Live, but good enough to contribute to the main roster in a way they may not feel like some of the other guys are right now. That's a good way to put it. So, so salute to them. Um, I'm telling you, Buddy Murphy's going to see Kyrie saying they're going to start shooting cannonballs at each other, throwing grappling hooks at each other's boats. It's going to be some shit. 
I didn't understand that in the, in the I think in the group chat. I think you somebody said it. What's why is Buddy Murphy a pirate as well? I don't get it. What's his article? Did, did you hear him talk, Buddy Murphy? Oh, sure. okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, no
And then what he like did you was give me two belts and sell T-shirts. Yeah, you know what You sold your shirts. You're good. You've got that off early. Let it let it go. And yeah, because but but if you're Becky, do you want to? Would you want to relinquish the SmackDown Women's Title and be on Raw? Where? With, you know, I guess or do it the other way. Like I'm thinking in terms of what's the bigger show now, but or do it the other way. That's fine. Like I'm not. I'm certainly not arguing one show or the other. But she needs one belt. Yeah, but I just they. Well, but you know what, Travis? I say that. Do you want Becky Lynch on the same show as where you're doing like the Roman Reigns reclamation project? Like all due respect to Seth Rollins, uh-huh. like you might want to split up. Oh, you're, you're, I see what you're saying. Like she did. Yeah. 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 Hmm. You know, that shark isn't just as big, eating up, eating up so much food, taking up so much space and all. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if she's on the show with Lacey Evans and and she can just dominate that division, I mean, I guess, but I think they want to have, like a lot of, a lot of times, they want to have, they want to have certain Whatever agent said, look, Lacey, after you hit the women's rights, you're going to do uh, a second rope to top rope moonsault. They need more money. Because the yeah. crowd that decided to want them to like her immediately liked her. Yeah, that's, that's a reason not to do it. Another reason is dangerous. And you, it's not a move you want to be hitting three and four times a month. You know it. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think in the but, moment, but even if, beyond the like the risk aspect of it, the, the 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 psychology of it just doesn't make any sense. It's like no, you're trying to get over this snarling or this uh, sneering, you know, stuck up deal, and you're going to do something to make everybody like, oh, oh wow, that was awesome. When I say like, I don't mean root for. No, you win. not do any I mean, of that kind of stuff where they like you even in the moment. She's not that kind of audience, cool. I think with that age, like, not even cool heel. I mean, just, and, She's and not this is going to sound bad, because we don't, um, when I say we, like, we don't talk like this. And our friends don't talk like this. But what I'm saying is, crowd who just thinks you're there because you slept with somebody. That's what I mean. Well, oh. Like, favor from the advantage is something very specifically said. Like, said and I'm not implying that she specifically slept with somebody. I mean, like, She's that implying. reaction. Huh? She's implying. Like, that's a part of her gimmick now. She said it. Or implied it, I should say. But, but yeah, but, but I mean, not. I'm talking about uh, Macy Estrella, not Lacey Evans. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe that I, either. I think that, I think that in, oh. front of, in front of that crowd, I, I think it was an I belong thing outside of the context of good wrestler or, or good guy wrestler. So are you saying that it's not a thing she's going to break out or they're going to have her do often? No, no, no. I don't think that's going to be a regular thing. I think that women's right is still going to be it. I just think like 
it was like her NXT takeover. You know, this is that well, extra. In that case, that like fine. That's where you do it. If it's going to be like an exclamation point kind of thing, if, the, if there's a point, if there's a if there's a reward to the risk, and the reward is a bunch of people saw her do that, and you know, and I, I then then I then I could be talking to it, but I still would. <laughs> yeah. Again, Yeah. So, all right, cool. Let's uh, see what some folks got to say. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three is the way to join in. Let's. Uh, we had oh nine one nine. Oh, by the way, put your hand to put your hand up. You press one on your on your keypad. So I was. Uh, I'm not sure what nine one where nine one nine is, but I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Caller, let's see. Uh, North Carolina, East Central North Carolina. So, if you want to uh, get on the line, uh, Carolina, put your hand up. Uh, but let's start things off on the west and uh, go out to uh, Arizona and talk to uh, Brian, 28th year for Wrestling Torch VIP newsletter subscriber. Um, Brian, what's happening? Hey, Trav, hey, Cam, hopefully you both have a real good day. Thanks for having me on, as always. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm not going to stay on very long, gentlemen, because um, your reception looks – I'm not hearing you guys really well, and I don't want to mess up the show or anything like that. Cam, as always – Well, if you're not hearing us well, that that, that doesn't – you aren't messing up the show. So um, that's that's good to know that – Levels what could great. be my cell phone uh, coverage, Trav? That's what I'm thinking. It might be more so than anything with going on with your cells. That's yeah. the reason why well, I we say hear that. You, we hear you fine, and I hear Cam fine. So. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. What you got? Okay, so um, I was saying that uh, Cam, you did a great job on Monday on um, the Way Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, and Trav, you did so as well. Um, well thank always you. appreciate listening. Uh, you're welcome. I always appreciate listening to both of you gentlemen on that forum. But, Cam, I'm going to go back to Monday, and this is something that has um, – I've thought about a little – I've thought about some over the last really couple of years. Now, this is about WWE um, – when they go to – when people when, – um, when they go to a commercial, a wrestler will come out, uh, play their music, they'll go to a commercial, and we talk about how the wrestler has to stand in the ring doing nothing. The ring will probably – the ring will go dark. And they'll play some videos, and then when it, when it comes back from commercial, they start the music back up again. The first time I had to act like something was going on. Now, I know you both gentlemen remember that um, the Royal Rumble weekend was, was here in Phoenix back in uh, January. So I saw this, you know, several times during that weekend where uh, the lights went out. But I think the one thing that we – or the one thing we need to remember is that if, I, if you're getting paid a billion dollars a year to produce a TV show, we have to just come to a realization that that's what Raw and SmackDown are. They're – they're wrestling TV shows, and we as the we as the, the live studio audience, the people in the arenas, are just props for that. And it's you know probably it's probably a bitter pill to swallow for for most people, maybe all people, but that's really what the reality is right now. Um, it, it, that might be the reality, but you know, considering you just fall back on what it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be a simulated sport. And some in a sport, the audience isn't there because they're 
props for your show. They're there to see what's on the court or on the field or, you know, whatever. Um, right. Yeah, I just think that's a that's a that's a that's a bad philosophy to have. I mean, we saw how it just when TNA, whatever, six eight years ago, flat out said it. You know, like told the crowd, like, "Hey, none of this booing stuff. You are props, okay?" And people were like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like, you, you can't, yeah, like they came out and said it, and the crowd reacted like literally like that. So WWE is, yeah, obviously smarter about about these things and will just train their audience to 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 you know react or don't react a certain way. I mean just like we see the big the big spectacular move to the outside, you know, suicide dive to the outside in the middle of a match like, well, here comes the commercial break. Like weird track we yep. know when <laughs> it's just how it is. Um I think that's as far as you should take it. So but 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 with the with the, I'm not. I don't even have a problem with, with the, you know, music and the coming out and the going to commercial break and showing some video packages or whatever. Like that's just. I mean, in in a way, it is just kind of how the how the product works. And even though I'm saying these things, I still can acknowledge like it's not, not. I don't think terrible. I haven't been in a in a, a TV taping in a while. So I don't know what, remember what it's like, or at least recently to, to sit through that kind of shit. But you know, is it a big deal to you? Yeah. Or not a big deal, yeah, but I even mean, like a, a deal that they uh, produce the way they do. I mean, it's like Brian said. Like you know, it it it, it makes sense. It's um, I just think kind of what I was saying on Monday. Like it's really hard to expect people to start and stop. You know, like. Mm. When they were talking about how the lights go out, guys stand there and the dog, and that's immediately pop back on when it comes off. Like, you're asking a lot of the talent, you're asking a lot of the crowd to spend this belief. Like, when you're at, I don't know, somebody's, somebody's taping their comedy stuff in, like, they typically tell you what you want special. So that you can maximize, you know, for this you laugh. They tell you what? Say, say that again. The, like, the they do that. It's, they're, they're taping their special so please laugh really hard. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, of course. Sure. And, and there, there are... And, and most people at a special at a taping of a comedian that they like know, like, oh, shit, this is their taping. I'm going to, like, really, like, <laughs> give yeah. it up for them. Yeah. I think it's it's difficult to, you know, when you, you run a live wrestling show. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, I understand why they don't run them taped anymore. I get that. You know, like, you, you have to get out in front of that. You want to put on a live... A live event, um, more interest is jumped up in it. You avoid people not watching. There's all kinds of stuff, but it is just really difficult. Um, like to, to expect the crowd to, to react the exact way, regardless of how much money you're bringing in, regardless of how advertising is going to work. Um, you know, I think that they, you know, really should just find a way to like run. I, and granted, give WWE credit; they found a way to run those picture in picture um, ads. You know, when they have to. To where like the match doesn't have to stop, but typically it's not right at the beginning of the match. I don't know. Like I, yeah. there's a lot of stylistic things going on. And even on like Sling TV, they didn't have that before. And I would hear people talking about it, like, oh yeah, they have this thing with, you know, two years ago, whenever they started it, they have this thing where they go when they go to commercial, they're still, you know, the matches are still going on or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I guess because I don't watch it on 
you know, on USA proper on cable. I don't uh-huh. get that. But then they started, I don't know, uh, it, like the logistics around why or whatever. But they uh, they started adding that to uh, the Sling, Sling TV broadcast. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder if people complained or if it just was something that just one of those, well, you'll get it eventually. We have to roll it out for cable transfer. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian, anything else? Um, yeah, and it's um, in your right trap. Ultimately, we're watching a show about simulated fighting, and it's like uh, to end this part. It's to me wrestling, or at least WWE wrestling. Let's say it that way. It's going to always be a blend of that kind of fighting with some kind of entertainment aspect to it. So, you know, I don't but like that's wrestling yeah, forever. That's not WWE. They didn't invent entertainment and fucking wrestling. No, I, so I don't want to say AEW is going to do the exact same thing, Travis. That's what I meant by that part. You know, it's, it's sure. what AEW do, you know, like, you know, do that thing. It's still a knee-jerk kind of react, And I understand why. They've dominated goddamn North American pro wrestling for 50 years, you know, with a little hiccup, you know, for a few years in the 90s. Uh, but, you know, pro wrestling's been on television since, you know, the late 40s. And, uh, right. Right. <laughs> you know, there's there's been a formula that works and then there's one that, you know sort of sort of works, but you know Right, uh, right. Who, again, I've never booked the territory, so I don't, I don't know why the yeah. Whatever. So um my last thing I'll leave you two gentlemen with. I hope you have a real good day and and travel. I will send an email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. And I hope you both have a good night. And I have awesome. kind of a, a three-part question. So um, let's talk about tag team wrestling. So we had a um, – and I'm really behind on my uh, wrestling from my from really like the last two weeks, to be honest. And um, due to my trip to uh, Virginia and Washington, D.C. But sure. let's take uh, – so let's say if uh, both of yourselves, if WWE have one set of men's – Tag team championship. How many men's tag teams should there be total for the entire WWE? Um, and then also, now the women's, of course, only have the one, and it goes across both brands, or right? mm-hmm. actually probably all three brands, including uh, NXT. Yeah. So yeah. how many well-established women? And, and remember, of course, and you, and you gentlemen notice, of course, that we have a balance. You know, the balance of like if there's ten men for in WWE, there might be three women. That, you know, and there's that's just the way wrestling is. So my question is, how many tag teams should there be for men's if it was uh, combined, and then how many for the women? And guys, I'll hang on and listen. I hope you both have a real good night. And again, always try. Thanks for having me on. And thanks, Cam. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, ten and eight. Just you said eight. Ten and eight. Yeah. I was going to say ten, but eight, Sean. Well, ten for the men and, and eight for the women is what I'm saying. But I'd say ten and ten, yeah. But if you're gonna have me differentiate and give the women under that uh formula uh slightly, you know, less in numbers, then yeah, that you gotta have at least eight tag teams in that women's division across two shows. And that's really across three shows. Like you said, NXT kind of gets So yeah, uh, I, I, I've kind of revised my thoughts on 
that, like the women's title being unified, like being one belt, one championship, and the, the men's tag titles, like I don't think they're, uh, I don't think they're going to uh, combine them. I think SmackDown's going to have yeah. SmackDown tag titles, and Raw's going to have their own Raw tag titles. Same with the women's, uh, the women's single. And yeah. the women's tag is the only championship that'll be one of and the only floater. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting because they gave SmackDown. I think sheer just the numbers wise, I think there are more women on SmackDown than Raw. And considering you know Raw's you know three out, <laughs> this is what I've been waiting to see. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, no. Have you been watching NXT UK? So yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering now what they're gonna do with those like street profits, Forgotten Son, Mustache Mountain. Uh, you know, like they're, they, you just had this big tournament where you lost two, probably the. I mean, two of the top tag teams, like, do you go back to Undisputed Era? I mean, none of those guys moved up, so, yeah. Like, I'm interested to see what happens with the tag titles now because, you know, you took the War Raiders, which is what I'm going to continue to call them. You think the War Raiders are going to lose those, you know, in a week or a month or appear pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, the memes were great. The pirate experience, the, the every experience you can you can you can think of people had for for memes mocking that. Uh, yeah, do you think people rebel and just? I don't think they again. I don't think people knew know them enough to even rebel and chant "War Raiders, War Raiders, War Raiders" for the next three months. Yeah, it's like an experience. I don't think Mustache Mountain has much of a chance beyond being tag team fodder. I don't want to say jobbers, but fodder in the division. Um, I just see how I just see how they're booked in the NXT UK, and I'm like, yeah, if they can't like be the shit here, there's no way they're going to be like anything more than. Just well, you say that, but I mean, they and I don't really mean they. I mean, really, uh, I, don't, I don't really. They were in the finals. They were in the finals of the. Uh, so I mean, but but again. How they were how they booked in NXT UK, I understand what you're saying, but they're booked by somebody different. You know what I mean? Like, I think Triple H sees their value, but wanted to do other things to other people who needed it. But now all of a sudden, like, I need somebody at the top. You know? Um, and they were in the, like, I'm, I'm automatically like, who is in the best class? Like, I mean, do you have that confidence in the, uh, in the Forgotten Sons at this point? And that's kind of a big thing to me because I don't know if we all see like Montez Ford is going to be a big single star. I think I think we all think that. Um, and so if you put the tag titles on True Profits, like how long does that mean that they're in that same spot? You know, because all of a sudden you need single guys in NXT. Um, like, like really, WrestleMania is fun to talk about, but this is literally like the most interesting time of the year, the shake-up and injuries and releases. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated by what comes next. 
I don't think they would rush and put, you know, and split Montez and, and, and Dawkins mm-hmm. because they quote-unquote need singles. I mean, they've got They've got, they've got guys. I mean, just some, you know, I mean, NXT is an hour, and they only get to focus on so many people. But I'm watching this NXT UK from last week, and you know, there's Coma Reeves, and they, they have folks that have gotten enough TV time that haven't taken high-profile losses that could step in and 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 fill in as that next tier under Velveteen, under Adam Cole, under Gargano. Mm-hmm. And 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 for the next six months, I mean, yeah, you year, got be built up to you, you know how they do it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. There are absolutely yeah. people there. I, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, well, I, I'm again, 100 percent agree. Triple H thought War Raiders would be gone. You know, like that. Um, I think he and, and again, people take. You know, people like Vince Russo would, would take this podcast and chop it up and make something I said sound like something it isn't. Um, I, I'm not particularly on anybody, and we all want to see Tommaso Ciampa wrestle again. But we want to see him wrestle again. But, you know, the fact that he got hurt, I think, contributed a lot to Gargano being able to stay in NXT. And, and so that's one act that they you think he'd be a part of. Uh, I mean, not even he was a part. He was already a part of it. They yeah, called him up and had him on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like that. I think that's that's one act that they kind of got to got to keep. Like I wonder, because you got you feel like I don't think Triple H has no say, but I do wonder sometimes if Vince goes to Triple H and says, "Look, I'm either taking <laughs> I'm either taking War Raiders or I'm taking Velveteen. Make a decision." You know, and he's like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta go one way with this." Like, I feel yeah. like this probably is some give, but it's not the kind of give you want. You know, it's 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 stuck in a lot of a lot of catch twenty twos. I mean, if that literally was the the choice, I mean, I don't think, you know, I think <laughs> if you're uh, if you're Triple H, you, you probably made the right one. I don't know if you if you're Velveteen and you know Triple H made that choice. You know, are you upset? You know, because you're, you know, you're not making a big buck ship. You know, it's going to take six months more out, or a year, another year out, whatever the perceived setback might be. Or do you, you know, you want your Joel Embiid tip, and do you trust the process? Or do you go fuck yeah. the process? I could, like a, you know, like any other athlete, I could you know, blow something out and never, <laughs> you know. I ain't even got that first deal to eat off. Shit. I got his NXT contract. Oh, thanks for the 60 grand. <laughs> so, uh, I, I wonder, those are the dynamics that I that I wonder about. Like, if that is indeed true, if Vince said, look, I want Velveteen, and, but I'll take such, you know, if you're determined, I'll take this act instead. And, uh, and, and it's known that Triple H was like, yeah, no, take this other act. I want, yeah. Now, if he goes to him and says, here's a fucking bonus 
check for fifteen grand or something like you know for hanging in there or being a sport, uh, then you might uh, you know be like okay, I can hang in there for another six months a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta raise the price. The price of the brick gotta go up. See who else we're dealing with here. Let's uh you know what? Let let's you know what? let's I'm confusing myself. Three three seven. <laughs> Who's this? Where are you from? Wow. How's it going? <clears throat> How's it going, y'all? It's Brad from Louisiana. What up, Brad? What's up, Brad? How y'all been, man? Doing all right. Well, doing well. Yeah, good, good. So, uh, 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 the the name change uh, with with War Raiders uh, got me thinking. What uh, are some of the name changes that happened for guys that we actually, I guess, liked when we heard the change? Well, I was reminded that. Everybody hated Big Show. I don't, I don't remember. It's been 20 years, so and I was certainly wasn't online in 1999 when he came over. But apparently that was that was that was garbage. People hated it. What, what is it with white? And I was young, so whenever the Big Show actually got the name, the Big Show, it was better than the Giants. Man. The Giants are corny. Eh? I definitely thought that was way, it was way better than the Giants. Uh, and I guess the reason I asked that is because whenever I thought about it, I was like, like, I like the names of uh, I like, I like John Moxley, but I also like the name Dean Ambrose. I like Tyler Black, but I also like the name Seth those, Rollins. Yeah, a couple of those, but, but you have to remember what it was like in, tw- in mm-hmm. whatever 2011 when you heard it. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them at that time, you one were it, it was expected, and two, you're like, okay, at least it's not. You know, Dolph Ziggler. So that's exactly the example I was going to use next. And and Dean Ambrose are pretty regular. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not like trying to be like you know that that cornball weatherman and you know you know Omaha you know Storm Jackson. You know, like okay. You know what? Um. So one thing we didn't talk about um, to go along with like that same first half hour segment. Um like like Brad, you're a Louisiana guy. So I, I feel like you've heard one or two squad yeah. mixtape in your time. Um you oh, I listen to literally yeah. everyone ever. Yeah. You remember that like, drive oh, through all the mixtapes? Uh oh, where, where the guy would say, Damn son, where'd you find this one? That's like one of my Yo, favorite son, where'd drops. you find this one? Yeah, yeah, it's one of oh, my favorite yeah. drops but I realize it's also terrible. Like it added Oh, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was, I was thinking about like a few songs that have them, and I'm like, oh my god! Like now that you mention it like that, I'm like, yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It's not a very good yeah. drop, but I guess it, but it's still it worse because everything else is better. Yeah. So, but now we have a ricochet sound effect in Ricochet's theme. <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have like added sound effects to Alistair Black's theme. It's like, yo, the that, overkill. We, we get who they are. Like we understand. Like, I don't even like 
that type of music, but Alice the Black's theme would get me amped, and that threw me off. Yeah. It absolutely knocks, but it's like, why are y'all trying to, y'all are making it too cute now, though. Like, we yeah. appreciate it for what it is, but y'all are, ugh. But, um, it's, like, I, I it's, like, it's like for Seth Rollins, sorry, Cam, real quick. It's like for Seth Rollins music. They didn't like the, the Vince thing. Vince didn't like the two-second pause, so they added the burn it down. Remember, it wasn't always like that. Yep. And he just got Correct. sick of, like, what do you, what do you mean you got, this ain't even, this Music. This ain't for you. I mean, it's for me, but yeah. Yeah. But it's more. It should be more for Travis than it would be for Vince. No, true. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Welcome to WWE, right? True statement. Um, exactly. Okay, so immediately off the top of my head, like, even though they had to do it, Hall and Nash, as a, as names and as a team, even though they're real names, Hall and Nash just sound great together. It just does. Um, it does. Yeah, I mean, we, I we preferred all that like, over. Uh, I preferred uh, Kevin Nash over these over his gimmick name. Anyway, I really did yeah, like Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon, but it certainly doesn't have. You can't be Razor Ramon from nineteen eight. Uh, you know, ninety three. True. You still can't be Razor Ramon mm-hmm. in you know two thousand and then twenty ten and twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. Um, a subtle one, Ultimo Dragon from Ultimate Dragon. I really like that. Um, it took me a while to even realize that even changed when it happened, by the way. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know until I was back watching pay-per-views on the network. And I was like, oh, that was a thing. But this is better. I'm, try- um, I'm trying to remember which one I, one I was going to remember that as. Huh? Yeah. He was Ultimate first. He was Ultimate Dragon yeah. when he came in. Hmm. Um. I, I do like Rey Mysterio from Rey Mysterio Jr. Like I, I do that like took that. me a while to get used to, but ultimately in the long run, I ended up preferring that over uh, yeah. he was the junior own, stuff. He was his own guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like well Bagwell, junior um, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Um, <laughs> I like. I'm just, like I'm trying to think if there's anything current that I'm just like, okay, yeah, the, the that was better. The, the one that uh, I, I like, Alice the Black and Tommy in. I yeah, like Alice oh, names. You should hear me dog Tommy in in the group chat. Yeah, it's ooh. Yeah, Alice the Black's better. <laughs> it's better. And it's not even. A, it's, 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 I don't even know how you become Tommy in as a European wrestler. Like where those jokes, where the context is there. Like end is. Like, yeah, we kind of have jokes for it. That's but a good question. There, but over there, it's like Bellin, you know, Nobbin, like it's a definite, you know, insult slur of varying degrees. So, to, and maybe that was a part of the point. I, I don't know. Yeah, Tommy in never understood. Yeah, Aleister Black, especially with the, the, the gimmick he has, uh, is way better and way more appropriate. I think it is uh, way more appropriate. All that bullshit that Ricochet was before he was Ricochet can go. They, they chose the right name. Um, <laughs> and even with that, like, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they did not announce that he was from uh, wherever in Kentucky. Oh, but, I think they're going to let that go. Yeah, but Tuka Kentucky is gone. And I think for him, that's the right move. Like, K- Kentucky is so country. Like, the, the word Kentucky. 
Like nobody from Kentucky <laughs> plays basketball. Where's you going to get introduced from this? Like you go there. Well, not even Kentucky. Kentucky? I, I, I mean, not just Paducah, but Kentucky. Yeah. You know what? None of it. They. They cut that. I just would not be from Kentucky. Like, just, yeah, he's, he's however much he weighs. From the one and only. Let's go with that. I get that. Like, that's, there is two countries. Like, there's two Monkey Mountain. I mean, you can just be from Florida now. You know. Like, are you pretty sure he lives in Florida? That would be fine. Um, What was I, – I don't know what Ember Moon's name was on – Athena. Uh, was it Athena? Circuit, Athena. Yeah. I like I like Ember Moon. I think that's a good name. Um, I, I, I like both. Yeah, I think Athena's fine. I like Ember Moon. It's a two name. Athena. I prefer having first and last names in general, unless it is like a quote unquote gimmick name like Ricochet. Mm. So Ember um, Moon just feels right. Like the taint, the dropping of Mustafa. From Ali and all the other people from back in the day, the only one that I'm I'm, I'm fine with, like as time passed, because we went on like this streak of everybody losing one part of their name. The only one I'm still fine with is Big E. Yeah, uh, other than that, I was Vince remembering the three black names that he knows. So yeah, Big E is fine. <laughs> and remember, they dropped the Cruz and Apollo for like three weeks, and then it just it, yeah, it, then it popped back up. Yeah. They're just weird. I like his name though. I I didn't care for Apollo. Wait, wait. His name name that's also taken from like like it's it's the most obvious mm-hmm. the black people I see on TV. It's Apollo Creed and it's Terry Crews. Like it's so glaringly obvious what it is, and it's it's right. borderline offensive. <laughs> like come it's on, borderline. Yeah, it's I mean, okay. I don't usually I don't usually catch that type of stuff the first time it passes through, the moment I, because I, the moment I heard Uha Nation name was going to be Apollo Cruz, I was like, really? Like, it, it, it just, I caught that one real quick, so, I don't know. Like, it, it, like, it took me a while to catch the undertones in the Kofi uh, uh, build to Mania until, it took me like week number three to like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that, that actually <laughs> is what's going on. Like, because my brain tries to not go 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 that way naturally, so I just always give benef- the benefit of the doubt, I guess. And like, after the third week, I was like, no, that's definitely where where that, that they trying to play on that. Like my boss caught it the first time because I was watching a a, a clip because we was on a conference call and neither one of us wanted to be on a conference call, so we was watching. Uh, a clip and like he was like, man, that sounds kind of racist, dude. And he's an uh, and he's a white guy. He was like, man, that, that like, it, and so you know, his next question was, do they do this type of shit all the time? I'm like, no, man. Uh, well, yeah, but like, not not like this. I and mean, it, it manifests itself in other ways. <laughs> Uh, you know, and and then uh and then you know we start having a conversation about the like past you know like nine months of WWE and that type of stuff and just their moral uh their moral compass just being so corrupt with the Saudi Arabia show to the 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 obvious the the to the abuse of uh 
Romans uh, sickness and so on and so forth. So it was like, he was like, man, these boys are savages, man. How you watch this? And I'm like, man, don't don't ask me that question because now I'm going to start feeling worse about watching it. I don't even watch it like talking about live no more because I usually catch the uh, hotline from Wade and see uh, if it's worth watching. So I usually will pick and choose the segments that uh that were either so bad that I have to see how bad it is or stuff that people praised. And Cam, I got a question for you, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... Um, Cam, well, not even more of a question, um, more of a comment. I just want to let you know you heard my feelings a couple a couple weeks back. And what did he do? You know, he said, oh, can't can't for, for about a month for for about a month straight, man. Anytime a bad crowd name would get mentioned, he would bring up Lafayette. <laughs> It just hurt my feelings. I got to talk to Trav that night, and he was like, "Man, he it's not like he felt bad for last year being being uh." And Cam was like, "Nope, it's all last year." <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing with you. Uh, I, I went to I went to Google, man. Google you should be more mad at Cam for last year. Was on the same block. I saw a sizzler, a Bob the Big Boy. Uh, Two Golden Corrals, a Shoney's, and I think it was a Roy Rogers. I was like, wow. Where's the Bucky? No, it's no joke, Brad. My, um, that's, that's the egregious. Oh, no, so this is, this is actually like a perfect segue. So I'm actually putting, um, it looks like two, maybe three new shows on the South Congress feed. And okay. one of them, is um, this um, well, yeah, because because Trav and Rich have his art material that comes out in 2029 or whatever. But um, one of them is uh, this young lady I know who um, wants to do like a true crime show, like kind of a monthly or bi-monthly show uh, where she does some hmm. research on some stuff going on, like in the Austin Hill country. But she's from Lafayette, and she follows me on Twitter. And so when I was talking about, like, how that Google image showed, like, you know, that Lafayette is basically eight restaurants and dirt, um, she, you know, she was a little offended, but she got over it pretty quickly because it comes from a place of love. It really does. <laughs> to um, be fair, it, it sucked that night because me and another guy that we, uh, that I know who, uh, you know, watches wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. we ended up meeting up over there, and me and him, like, we were embarrassed. Whenever we heard the response, Ricochet and Alistair Black and Gargana and Chambaga, like, we were mad. Yeah. Like, we were on the floor at this point, like, and we were, like, like cursing, like, come on. Like, this is fucking Ricochet. This is Alistair yeah. Black. The reasons I was watching NXT, like, y'all pay attention. I, was, I, was, I don't get mad like that for stuff like that. It, 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 it sucked. And it, breaks, it was a, like... To not even not even slandering Lafayette at all because I I hope I've made it clear even when I said it in the beginning none of it was disrespect to the city I just I don't think you introduce new acts to a city of hundred thousand people you know what I mean like I don't I, I think you do I, I, with you on that. your biggest market like that's really what it was it was like right like if you were like 
Sure. Your internals, like, could, would show, like, where is NXT most popular? Where have we run NXT shows, um, whether yeah. it's a takeover or, like, on their own spot, spot, spot shows and stuff like that? And again, no. just the, the basic metric is like your network. Are people in Lafayette watching NXT compared to the yeah, obviously New Orleans or you know the, or the surrounding? And it would just be obvious. They even promoted And not to cut you off, Brad. I'm sorry. I do have to go. Okay. No problem. Um, okay. I just want to say before I go, if yeah. you um, if you are subscribed to the South Congress podcast feed. On Monday, I'm debuting a brand new show. Um, I've let my uh, patrons already listen to it, and people seem to like it. So it's going to be a new show on Monday. I'm pretty sure it's not going to drop every Monday. But um, just to give you a hint, it centers around books to be read as children. Um, And that's all I'll say. Hmm. But, guys, have a great rest of the show, um, and we will talk next week. Have a good night. See you, Cam. It centers around books that should be read for or like so it centers around centers around kids' books, children's books. That's it. Or, or just books that you should read when you're younger in general? Or in general yeah. Huh. Huh. I certainly that, read like, cage verse things at thirteen and that certainly wasn't, you know, written for thirteen year olds. <laughs> Uh, I think the last book I read was probably Outsiders, The Outsiders in like eighth grade. No, come, nah, I'm Brad. You haven't gone 25 uh, years or whatever reading a book. No way. I mean, not, I mean, I read a bunch How of you articles. I went to high school and or uh, uh, college, I assume. So again, how could you stop so, in eighth grade? Here's the thing. So in high school, the first uh, two years of school, the and I hate to say this about that school because I loved that school when I was there, but the curriculum was so easy, it legitimately it was no effort to do good those first two years. Mm-hmm. So the next two years, I go to the school that I'm supposed to go to because I kind of was, uh, I guess, zone jumping in the area. So my mom lived uh, in that area. Uh, my mom worked in that area. And she was driving back and forth every day, and it was about uh, 45 minutes from home. So she was just driving me to school, and the school was easier. And I don't know why I chose the easier school, but I, I guess because, like, where my, in my town, like, you're stuck with those same – it's a small town, like, at the time, like, a 1,000 people. So, like, I was stuck with those same 40 kids for nine years. So I kind of wanted a break from them, so I went to a different school. Well, when I get back – to the school I'm supposed to be, the curriculum is super hard, but uh, everything that we had to read as far as uh, uh, the curriculum went was read in class out loud like somebody would read. So all I had to do was read like a paragraph or a page and just pay attention to everybody else. So I got to hear the baby. So you would take it. I mean, it's like it's like it's just like an. I mean, I, I listen to audiobooks all 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 the time. I did not it's, do it's that. Basically, an audiobook. Okay. Well, right, so, I, so if you listen, I do that. All right, then that counts. People would say it doesn't, but, but I, all right, but then cool. Then I I read uh one called the five dysfunction of uh of uh of management, and that was the last one I read. Uh, I okay. listened to. 
But See, yeah, now that they're uh, audio book for sure. Don't let nobody tell you that. But to go back to uh, the the I thing where that where, where, when that. <laughs> getting eighth grade curriculum <laughs> lessons and shit. <laughs> I want to, but like outsiders was like, I, like they we started reading that in class, right? And, and and like I remember thinking like, man, this is actually pretty interesting. And so, uh, I had the book, I took it home, and I had nothing to do, and I actually was reading it, and I was like, this book is real good. So I was like super confident, like whenever it came my turn to read the next day in class. And so like the teacher would be like asking questions like, well, y'all thought about this section of the book and mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt like I know it all because I, I, I actually read the entire thing at that point. So I was like, no, nah, man, I think Dolly going to do this and stuff. And uh, she was like, she was looking at me like, well, we'll find out next, you know, tomorrow or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. I read that chapter, lady. I'm trying to believe me. I'm not really. Yeah, I, I had an African studies class in 10th grade that I was the shit at. And uh, it was like the one class that I was like great at, like <laughs> in, in, in all of high school, in <laughs> four years of high school. And that wasn't even, that was my, an African thing. Mine was, was history in high school. This, uh, my, my junior year, for some reason, in, uh, uh, because I was always fascinated by the John F. Kennedy story, so I, I probably went out of my way to like read up on that as much as I could, and and then just upon you know going through that, you just end up reading a bunch of other stuff about American history as well, and so then you try to then as you get older, you find more and more stuff. So by the time I'm a junior in uh, high school, it's me and this girl named Sasha, and they would put us in groups and the teacher started discovering he needed to separate me and Sasha in order for the game to actually be competitive. So it's really just what I did Sasha. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was really what it was. And I was like, oh, so, man. So real quick, while we're sort of on the topic, um, I meant to bring this up like two or three weeks ago when I, when I, when I listened to the uh, thing. So I listened to this dude named Dan Carp, as do I'm sure a decent amount of people listening to it. He's, uh, he's like one of the OG podcasters, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I consider myself an OG podcaster, and I didn't come on again, get in the game till 08. So I'm not not real, <laughs> but you know, like like Wade and Dan Carlin and guys that started doing audio, not even podcasting, you know, name it. back in 04, I think 03 might have been like the first. Podcast, but Dan Carlin's been in the in the in the podcast game for fifteen years plus, and he has a series called Hardcore History, where he does the in depth. When I say in depth, the blueprint for Armageddon series, which is about World War One, is five parts, four parts. Each part is three and a half, four hours. So we're talking sixteen, twenty hours. Oh, uh, uh, we're talking like a full college level. As far as like time, that's not like a yeah, yeah. Holy and so again, he has an, It's on the, any kind of app, you know. Again, hardcore history. You can the blueprint for Armageddon's up. The the the, 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 the supernova in the east about the Japanese and it, it, that's up. But the the one about the wrath of the Khan 
that I listened to the first one back in like 2013, 2014 when it was first like out, and I never got around to it, and it got taken off the free, you know, part. So you have to go to the website now and download it. It's like a buck ninety nine per episode, but again, they're like three hours long, so it's totally like worth it. So I went, I went and spent the ten bucks on all five episodes of the Wrath of the Cons because. I got a wireless, uh, a Bluetooth um, head earbuds, so like I can like mm-hmm. have work. I don't have to. Me like, too. Yeah, so I can just be back on my. Yo, I, my podcast game fell way off because the job I started in November don't didn't really play that shit. So, but now I got the wireless joint, and I'm at a different cl- at a different club. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the store management there ain't like. All like dick wipes and shit, so they cool. Um, so, so I got the audio, and I was absolutely fascinated. Yo, it's one of them stories where you're like, why, why weren't we talking? Like, you don't know about, like, you know the name Genghis Khan, right? Like, oh yeah, sure, Kublai Khan, his great grandson, or whatever. Like, okay, I know these names, but you really have no idea the impact the Mongols had on the globe. The entire fucking planet. Like, still today, like, you hear the stat that, like, 3% of people in the world have Genghis Khan DNA because he fucking raped and impregnated so many women in the in his particular 30-year run, and then in their, like, 100-year run, you know, they were, you know, again, they, they you know, the people were some raping fools back in the day. Uh, so yeah, so millions of people, millions of people have uh, Mongol blood, and uh, that's incredible. Not Mongol blood because it's a bunch of Mongols, but you know, gang specifically that that line. Um, and if you have like, it changes your entire like Islam in the Middle East. Like back in the fucking 13th century, used to be like the technological fucking like them and the Chinese. It was like as far as technology, as far as science. I mean, you got to think about how everything is named. Everything scientific is named after is, is like alphabet, chemistry. Like that's what I mean. Like that kind of stuff. It's all rooted in like in, in Arabic. It's like, oh, these are people that came up with this that algebra and all this kind of shit, right? And then it right. stopped because the Mongols just like flattened them, flattened them. And they ne- they literally never recovered. Like psychologically, they're still in a lot of ways and in a lot of places in the Middle East are they still live like it's fucking twelve seventy one. Whenever it was, they got that bag that got fucking flattened by the Mongols, right? And then it changes your thoughts on so the whole like Persian Arab fucking empire basically gets wiped out. The whole fucking North and South Chinese dynasties are at the Mongol heel. And then they internally explode. The fucking entire global, everything was just sitting there for Europe to be like, oh, I, oh, I guess we dominate now. They weren't even thought of as any kind of power. They were dominated by the fucking the, uh, the, the, the Catholic Church. At this time, it was all Dark Ages shit. You know, their time as far as like being, being running the world and technology, that was 400 years old. And, you know, they had slipped, you know, Back. But anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. But it just gives you this whole other, like, oh, the Mongols would have just pressed forward and just smashed all of you. They got as far as, like, Poland. 
it was it's just this fantastic thing. I I, I recommend that. I, I've been telling everybody everybody I know about it. It's like I recommend it. And if you don't got if you don't want to come, I'll, I'll drop box that shit to you straight up. Oh, that's even more baller. That, see, that's the uh, see. So I, uh, up until I started like following, I guess the torch a little bit more closely. Uh, I, I, and as a, like, there's so much, so much uh, talented, intelligent people uh, on the torch staff. Like I've learned way more about the world uh, through listening to you, Bruce, Todd, Rich. And, and, and Cam and everyone just just hearing about every like how different things that WWE does and how they could potentially be influenced by this particular thing and just like that Saudi Arabia coverage itself uh, was blowing my mind because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get on Twitter. I'm on Facebook and Instagram pretty much, and and so I guess I don't really know what's going on all over the world. But I remember like seeing posts from you, and that was about it. That was about the only thing I heard. I was I was seeing about what was going on with uh, Jamal Khashoggi. That was it. Like nobody else on my feed was was legitimately talking about this. And the only spot it was being talked about was in the world of wrestling, uh, uh, in my neck of the woods. So uh, I ended up bringing it to my boss. My boss so happened to be one of the people who knew about that, but he also, he's following the news and stuff. He's a little bit older. So as, uh, he, he's gone out of his way to search for that information. But when I brought that, uh, when I brought that up to him, he brought, you know, he gave me some info. I was able to feel, I felt confident having the conversation I had with him, mainly yeah. because of what I learned from Travis and Bruce and Todd and Wade. Like, and I, hmm. and he was like, and uh, he was like, man, why you learned all this from? I said, man, believe it or not, I'm just from wrestling. <laughs> I learned it from like, wrestling. Like, I learned it from <laughs> wrestling, and uh. uh because, uh, you know, he's a big football guy. You know, he likes LSU. Is, uh, and he's like, as a guy, he's a guy, guy about uh, LSU, you know, which makes sense, you know. I love my LSU. But wrestling was more of my thing, not football. Sure. So, uh, so, so uh, that's like each of our things. So, if I need, if I got a football question, I ask him. And it's college football, not the NFL. If yeah. I have a college football question, I have to I go to him. If he has a question about anything wrestling, about, right. that involves wrestling, he'll come yeah. to me. And now I've I've been following you guys for so long, I'm pretty uh-huh. confident there's very few questions he could throw at me now that I wouldn't have some of the answer to, if not all of it. And if you didn't have an answer, you could get on. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Like, hit me on the IM or Rich or somebody that you follow on Facebook or jump in the Instagram DM, like, yo, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then within, you know, five minutes or an hour, you have an answer. I didn't know how much I wanted to know about, like, the old, the, like, the history of wrestling until I started listening to the torch. Because, I only cared about what I saw growing up, so that was the furthest back I cared about, like, it was during the Attitude Era. But, like, I remember as a kid, the first angle I ever saw was 
one, two, three kid and the uh, or was he lightning kid that night against Razor? That's the first angle I ever like that I remember seeing. But the first wrestlers I identified was were Macho Man and I think Junkyard Dog. Those were like the first two. But I didn't, I started watching wrestling a little bit because of X Pac. I don't know why. For some reason, he just reminded me of me. I wasn't watching it religiously. Uh, yeah. time. And then I saw Rey Mysterio and I think either Psychosis and Hula would have a match. And I don't know. And Ray caught my eye and I was going out of my way to try to watch wrestling all the time. And then I start, and I didn't realize that I noticed the trend of the Cruiserweights would wrestle that first hour so I can go to WWF because my dad was a WWF guy. He liked Undertaker and Mankind. So I got into WWF uh, that way. And so when I was back home, I would watch the first hour of WCW because I knew I was going to get to see Rey Mysterio. And then I'd watch uh, Monday Night Raw right after that. And, and it really wasn't like a matter of like preference over like which show I thought was better. It just so happened. I, I guess I liked Rey Mysterio way more than everybody else on the show. Uh and uh, Chris Jericho ended up being the first wrestler I hated, and uh, he's like my favorite, one of my favorites of all time. And uh, but the, I didn't know how much I wanted to know about the history of wrestling until I was listening to uh, all you, to all y'all, uh, just yeah, well, yeah, cool examples from the past. It's incredible. He's the one. Matter of fact, there's a segment. Um, it's sometimes like during like holidays or all downtown, he'll put it on his experience. But Jim Cornette, it's usually on the 605. I don't, I just started, I just uh, subscribed to that one and I haven't listened to any. That's caught my eye. But there's a segment on the 605 uh, podcast, or if you go, if you subscribe to, uh, to the uh, Jim Cornette Experience podcast and go back to November. Like around hot November and December, there are three or four shows that are like labeled in the news or more news, where Jim will read an article from like it'll be like you know March second, you know 1958, the St. Louis Dispatch, and then they and it's a it's an article about either a show that happened or it's coming up or some wrestler that's in trouble, or a fan that's, in, you know, like something wrestling related. Mm-hmm. And then they just talk about that, you know, for three to five minutes or longer if it's a super interesting story or Jim goes, oh, well, back in, you know, 78, this happened. And, you know, he goes off on the story. But it's like this awesome, like, <laughs> first off, you know, the first thing you notice is up until, like, the 70s, they published people. Like, if you were, like, if they, like, local man, Brad, you know, Brad B goes to, you know, uh, uh, a show in Lafayette and the riot breaks out and here's his quote. And then they give you your quote from the, from, you know, of the night of the riot or whatever. And then, but in the article, they'll be like, Brad B of, you know, 714 Maple Glen Drive. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, all over the country, because these are articles from Maine to, you know, California, you know, so. That show wasn't. 
that was like, definitely a, a Meredith uh, Studebaker. You know, was injured when a when a when a when a wrestler came flying over the barricade. She's located at <laughs> why did you give it out this old lady's uh, address? Information like that. It's when dude in in ninety eight my house burned right and uh okay. it's a small town so it was like the biggest thing that happened in the town and I remember uh like the news flat out saying like our street name and I'm like like and I was like okay well you it didn't bother me and she was like the three ninety one three ninety five block because we had two houses on the land and I'm like. Hold on, what the yeah, heck? They'll do that on the news. They'll say, yeah, the 700 block of, you know, Adler Street. But they typically but, don't but, go, yeah, 712. But, 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 the thing, but the thing is, usually on the news, it's the block. So they'll be like the 700 block. They were like 391, 393, which is both our house numbers. Oh, damn. My mom had a trailer on one side of the land. My grandparents had a, 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 a uh, my, my mom, my mom was trying to get a trailer, so she had to get the address like verified. So, but she hadn't got it yet. But like our house had burned, and, and like they just mentioned this on the news, and I was like, man, that's kind of weird because we, we were we were getting donations. So I was like, oh, maybe they said that to get donations, right? Then the, the report keeps going. If you want to donate anybody anything to these people, they gave them a different address. Oh, so it's like, and, what was the point of that first I thing? Yeah, I was like, what was the point of the first thing? I do remember, however, going to school with this jacket that I got donated to us, and there was a guy, and he walks up to me, and he goes, that's a nice that's jacket. He, like, patted, he patted me on the back, and I was like, oh, thanks, uh, somebody donated to me. He said, I know, and he kept walking. And it was him who donated it to us. He could have just and, not uh, said anything. I mean, that also was enough. But, but no, the, the, this was the thing that was weird about it, though. It was freezing, and he had no jacket. Oh, shit. Oh. And uh, it, it, it was a classmate, and he had no jacket. And so, and so I go to him. His name was Marshall, and I was like, hold up, wait. Like, y'all gave us this? He's like, yeah, my, my name is in there. So I look, I'm like, oh, yep, M. Harris. I was like, okay, cool, uh. No, I'm giving out all his information. <laughs> Marshall Harris, uh, seven twelve, Studebaker Lane. Yeah. And so, so, uh, so, 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 I'm walking, and I'm like, I'm in tears because I'm like, this dude literally gave me the jacket off his back, like he was wearing this jacket a couple of days ago. Right. It's cold so as the day. Was, was, was he happy? Like, yeah, yeah. It was up to me. I still no. I'm donating that shit. I mean, I, it, it, in, in my head, it has to be it had to be him saying he wanted to donate that because I don't see a parent saying, "Hey, we're going to give somebody else your jacket without having them another jacket." Like, I'm not donating my kids clothes unless I got clothes to replace it. Right, because then somebody so, got to do something for me then. <laughs> you know, so uh, and I, I, I ran into him not too long ago and I told him that story. Uh, and he was like, "Oh man, don't worry about that, man. You, you just, if you do the right things, good things happen to you, and blah blah blah. You know, like that normal stuff." But it, I said, "Do you even remember that?" He said, "Man, I I remember when your house burned. I don't remember like 
like, uh, and that's it. Like, I just remember the story. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Well, I remember it, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that hopeful. That was a starting jacket. Hopeful. That was even better. <laughs> but on that hopeful note, let's uh, go ahead in this segment, Brad. Appreciate you, man. Y'all have a lovely night, man. Thanks, man. Peace. Yeah, it's Brad from Lafayette. Um, that's, uh, I guess 919 didn't want to jump on. But I see 513 down there. I don't know where 513 is. But anyway, let's go to... Uh, let's go to uh, Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, what's going on? What's going on, What's going on, Trav? Not too much, Mike. So you mind. Um, how you like that new ride at Great Adventures, the Viking experience? <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. I I I would at least want Vince to like. Like, could you at least like watch season one and two of like the Vikings or something? Like, cause you know he don't watch. You know. You know, like at least somebody ask the man, ask them. I I don't know. I I can't imagine Roe and whatever Hanson and Roe were like, yeah, no, take this thing that at least one of them, at least I, but I think both of them are are into it, take seriously and, 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 and revere and let's make it into like a silly over the top. Yeah, not an extension of who we are, like it has it had been, but like just a flat out, just a kid. Like you said, let's make let's turn our what we love into a fucking roller coaster ride. Right, it, it just it just sounds so silly. I'm like seventy five year old. This seventy five year old guy has really lost his that shit. Like he really lost his mind. Like it's just so generic. Eric and what, what's the name? Eric and Igor. Eric and Igor. Yeah, Ivar and Eric. I swear, if somebody don't take a a, a a vote to get this to get his ass removed from um the creative. I don't need. I don't need to know. Ain't no vote. <laughs> this ain't no quorum. This ain't no like uh, boardroom where you can well. It is, but they ain't got the guts. He got all the chairs and all that shit. He ain't stupid. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. I mean, in the draft itself overall, I thought it was, I mean, wow, they made some, you know, pretty decent, you know, trays. You know, SmackDown didn't get, really get shafted. They got no, kind of propped up. SmackDown came up, yeah. Yeah, they came up, and it, it, it looked like, over there on SmackDown, it, it, it looked like the focus might be on, like, the women a little bit more because they got, like, their women rosters heavy, mm-hmm. heavy over there. Like, heavy is, like, so I see, you know, but I see them doing another one, you know, like, you know how they normally do another one, like, right after SummerSlam. So I see that happening, but they I do. think it's a pretty good call. Yeah, new, use, well, yeah, usually, you know, they move a couple guys around after SummerSlam. 
Like sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't think they did it this year, but like the previous two years, they moved guys around. After I see another move shift around before, you know, they go on Fox. Cause wow, you know, or, or a couple add-ons or something. But it, like, it makes for yeah, it makes for interesting I mean, dynamic. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't not sure if they have to, you know, come three four months from now to to do that. But if uh, you know, I don't know where we'll be. The landscape will be like in in July and August, but it, it might make sense mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. And I'm 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 in I'm in Cam's train of thought over there on Raw, you know, down the line the money match. I you know, if they don't hot shot it would have to be AJ and Seth, you know. You oh, know, yeah. looking at Mania next year. That that's that's the money match. That's the blow away match. Like yeah, and that's his yeah, new pay money pay money to see that. To see that yeah. Yeah, that's the money match. Hopefully they build it right and they don't, you know, blow it away. You know, like I said, hot shot it so fast, so soon. To me, I think um, I would like to see Seth and Drew or even AJ and Drew. That's, you know, second best, you know. Like, they got a lot of shit that they can do. I mean, you can put a you can put a ricochet with Joe. You can put a Joe with Alice the Black. It's Rolls look, Rolls look good. Rolls look good over there. I mean, well, the women yeah. are... Joe had the flu, apparently, he, so he didn't uh, get any kind of, like, real spotlight on Monday or Tuesday in the in the shakeup, but apparently, you know, he's he's on Raw. I, I assume his first thing out of the gate would be with Strowman, but yeah, they Strowman. don't have to. I mean, they... Again, especially since he missed a week and they kind of didn't do anything. I don't think. I don't think they had Strowman like say anything about Joe or, or anything like that. But they could go away from that and just match those two guys up with you know different folks, um, or or stick with it. But I, I just don't want to. I just don't want Joe's first program on Raw to have to be against him. Yeah. And I'm on the Melson's train of thought too. I don't know who EC3 pissed off backstage, but yeah. are they doing a number on that guy? That's crazy because you just would think, you know, with EC3, just a Vince wet dream. So, but I, I think he sees EC3 looks like he does, but he acts like he does. I don't. Yeah, think they pissed he, off. He. I don't think. I don't think he appreciate. He doesn't. Like, EC3 is probably silly and gregarious and plays video games and has a, and has a weird sense of humor that's, that's, you know, he's probably not a bully. He's probably not as conceited as he's probably, you know, his character's meant to be. And Vince just doesn't like that. He looks at him and goes, you should be, you know, you should be this, pal. And he's like, hey, I'm silly. I like to crack jokes. And, you know, I was just telling my cousin, I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting for Vince to bring the mirror out, put the cape on him, and give him a couple female valets and make him give the narcissist the, the, the 2020 <laughs> narcissist. I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. 
But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a pretty dope dynamic they got on there, and, and, and it's like they got to freshen things up with they um with everything going on because they they are super fair of AEW contrary to, to you know what they might think. And I heard they actually edited off um you know Triple H going after them on the network. Bitch ass motherfuckers, I swear. He's so yeah, cool. He's so cool. The whole shit now said the pop shouldn't apologize. Niggas just ass kicked. Niggas are to go after him, right? To like do what they right. did. But then it's like, all right, well, at least I own it now. Like, yeah. Like the damage I mean, has been so many- like, It's like trying to erase something off the internet. Like, you already saw it. Right. There's other ways to see it. If I want to see it, I gotta go to your fucking network to see that segment. Fucking morons. And it's like, right. And it's like, um, granted, the young bucks used to go at um, trips hard. You know, this was before yeah, the whole. Or at least in this, that ain't even kind of the, the the topic. It's the cowardly taking it down or editing it out. That's what's like the biggest yeah. But we got it. It was satire. Like, they got on live TV on the Hall of Fame ceremony and literally tried to bury the company before they even, you know what I mean? Like, they tried to bury it. Like, their words were... And harden people's loyalties to it. Absolutely. That's all they did. I I have no... I mean, I want another... I want a strong number two. I want more good wrestling. But... You know, I, I'm not, I'm going, in, as I was reminded last night, but shit, Vegas is in, you know, like 23 days, 32 days, some shit, I don't know. But I'm not necessarily excited. I'm excited because I'll be in Vegas. It's another place I can check off my visit list. But, like, as far as AEW goes, like, oh, whatever, I'll go to the show. It'll be, it'll be fun, most likely. But I'm going for the hangs and for that yeah. Vegas. Uh, that Vegas exclusive fucking cannabis. <laughs> That's what Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. Not but necessarily AEW, but I, I can just imagine people that are really into AEW are just hardened more when they see this kind of stuff. It makes people that didn't know about AEW want to know about AEW. Right. People in the middle go towards not even liking it, but just wanting to know about it. And that's, that's supposedly what you're trying to avoid. Like, why would you give them oxygen? Because they're afraid. Because they're afraid and they're insecure. And, so what and, if, they, um, and if they can get on, if AEW can get on and make waves in the first, and I'm not talking about like what Nitro did, because Nitro and looking back, like, that, that 95 shot, granted, it was compared to what Raw was doing in 95. It wasn't as bad, but I thought Nitro was trash in the beginning. Right? Like, before they started, uh, you know, for that first year, from September to summer 96, until they started the invasion stuff, May, like, Nitro wasn't necessarily must-see fucking, you know. But I, I think AEW's going to be from the jump. Like, ain't going to be no shit just for what I do here. I'm not going to be able to not watch AEW TV. 
Right. So that'll right. And I think right. Yeah. And I think yeah. the fact that TNT and you know Turner is, is is like you know the companies that's bidding for them. I think that makes them even more shook. Like I don't think it's a bid anymore. Like did they did they yeah, did they up to their upfront? I mean they got a damn deal and they're going to be on TBS or TNT in the fall. Right. It's pretty much a done deal, and I think um, that's just making them gravely afraid. Come to find out, um, this kid Luke Harper, he asked his release and didn't know, but you know, doing some you know homework on him, didn't know that the uh, dude Chris Harrington that they hired to be like you know their analytics and you know like their study got focus guy, that's one yeah. of Luke Harper's best friends. Like he was like a groomsman at his wedding and things of that nature. So an so, office guy in AEW is Luke Harper's real life uh, homie. You're saying? Yeah, Chris Harrington. And you know, Chris Harrington is pretty much like he's been on Wade Show and a couple of others. You know, he's pretty much like a fucking genius. You know, when it comes down to these numbers and you know what's hot and which way to go. You know. You know. Okay. Does he go back to Brody Lee? Talking about, talking about Luke Harper. Assuming he goes to AEW, is he Brody Lee again? Is he Brody Yeah, Lee? I believe. Yeah. yeah, I believe he'll be back to Brody Lee, just like I believe. Um, you know, Ambrose to be John Moxley again, and and a couple others. If Sasha Banks, he'd probably be Mercedes or her or whatever. But, um, yeah, but it was like it, it was a joke. Um, I think the guy Gary Gonzalez said it on a, a Dave thing. It was like, watch uh, Sasha Banks win money in the bank this year. <laughs> Just to keep her happy. Just to keep her happy and not wanting to jump shit. But I heard those girls really throw a temper tantrum. Because they felt like blindsided, they told them all at once, "Y'all gonna lose the title, and we're splitting y'all up." Damn. And some people were saying Sasha is making too big out of a deal out of it. She's like being a mark for a championship, but I mean, well, okay. I don't know. Here's how I see it: if you were told expressly one thing, and then the day of. Like you just said, they tell you not only are we going, not only are we doing something completely different than what we already told you what we had planned, but we're also splitting y'all, splitting y'all up. And you know, I don't think I don't think that part's the big deal. I don't think they have much of money. I don't think the hugging Boston hug connection T-shirts are like you know flying off the shelves. Nope. But they're not like they have that to miss. But the professional part of it, the personal part of it of being blindsided and being then, you know, sent away, that's, that seems petty. And I don't understand. Like if anything comparable happened to somebody at their job, something like that happened to somebody at their job that was comparable to the situation, they'd be going fucking nuts. They'd be complaining all over Twitter about their job and about all this and that. But they but they want to tell Sasha Banks she's overreacting or a mark or whatever. Shut the fuck right. up. Right. And then I'm so I wonder, I, 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 wonder, I, wonder how, 
I wonder how these people let their bosses and supervisors treat them. Absolutely. Like, you're like hey, if you just want, if you just want this other person to just be under the boot of authority, like, how do you live your life? Fuck. Like a fucking like sucker and slave. Yeah, yeah. You see, here's the thing though, like, and I'm so sick and tired of of, of that brainwash fucking CM Punk light wannabe punk Corey Graves, like, because it's like he he had a hard on for her for the longest. I you know I think they had a fallout you know like back in the NXT days and that shit just carried you know over. Like he always got a like a little snide remark to say about her. And he the one brought it to everybody's attention. Oh, she took her ball and went home. You know, things of that nature. And and I'm like, yo, CM Punk, like, shut the fuck up. Like, they just got you so brainwashed. Like, I thought he was the coolest dude, you know, when he first started doing commentary. And I thought he was going to be, like, the future voice. But it's like, he's just so brainwashed. Oh, he, he, like, yeah, he allowed himself. He, he even, he, he, yeah. he fully admits he a WWE propagandist. It used to be in his damn Twitter bio. And then it's like, with um, what's, uh, Renee, it's like, poor fucking Renee, they just got her just, it's like, she's just getting dumb about a week, you know what I mean? With her commentary, they just make yeah, her silly about a week. Yeah, I don't pay too much attention to it. Yeah. I mean, as far as they're, I mean, last. Like, SmackDown, they're fine. Like, I like Byron and Phillips. Cool. Yeah, because, and you know, I'm I'm really respecting Byron because Byron go back at his ass. Like, he don't care. It's like he try to, it's like he try to play Byron out the same way he try to play Booker out. But Byron is, you know, is hitting him with a more intelligent, you know, intent. Right. As to where Booker. Booker is just like, I'll put yeah. you in your face. <laughs> yeah, Booker, like Booker gave him. Like, Booker gave him that eye on, it's, it's about four different times I've seen the Booker gave him that eye. Like, he was just about to take the head, you know, the headset off and just, and just whip his ass. Like, and I'm like, you asking for it. It's like, call me. I don't care how tough you thought you is, Booker will whip your ass, bro. And I ain't being biased or nothing. Look at his track record. Look at his track record. Nobody played with Harlem Heat behind that curtain. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And all Steve. But yeah, and, and I looked at Paul, Paul Bailey. Like, I, when they do the next wave of releases or next year, I see her being in. Cause, I mean, like, yeah, that shit has sell with her selling merchandise. That should that should sell. She, they killed her the night they killed her and sent in front of her hometown. That's where, yeah, yeah. that's where they killed her. Right back there, yep, yep. And then like the night that's after, they her. Too. yeah, yep. or maybe not the night after, but that whole that entire program with Alexa Bliss, where she got her title taken. It wasn't just she got her title taken and then she couldn't get it back. It was just such a just she was such a little pussy. Like what the fuck, man? Right. Yeah. Right. I said that. I said that myself. Like I said, once I saw that, and I, I said, once I saw that, she was done. And people, oh, she could be repaired. She, she could be repaired. I said, mm, I don't think so. She's done. 
if you notice, everything has dwindled on for her. Merch, proud re- response and reaction, it all leads up to last night. It's like they just turned on her in one fell swoop. I felt so, you know, bad for the girl. Like, it's like this company, if they don't know how to do anything else, they, they, they know how to kill and devalue and, you know what I mean, take the confidence away from their performance. It's like once they get on that big stage. And then they ain't triple H. Is that is Mr. VKM. It's like, it's ridiculous. I want to be able to complain about Triple H's problems, right? Like, I want to be able to, <laughs> I want that to be the issue. And I know Triple H kind of comes back. I want to be able to complain about his quirks and fucking foibles and all that shit. I'm sick of complaining yeah. about Finn. Sick of it. Right. Right, he needed this gold, so you know, gold floor. So fucking old. Right, and you know, Melzer confirmed it. That was his call to change the uh, War Raiders. That was his. That was on him. He didn't like the name, and so he like, changed. It's it. not like the War Raiders. It was the, the War Raiders was the name they gave them. His company came up with the name War Raiders. It's not like they came in from outside as the War Raiders. Right. He the one tweet the name. He was like, "Nope, that ain't like, good." Like, fuck. It's like, 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 why don't you go? Like, why don't you go paint, you know, footballs or something? You know, XFL on your footballs and something. Like, go do something else. Like, go. I mean, if it don't work out, you could always come back and take over. But let the kid out the guy fucking way. Let him, let him run the fucking company from a creative standpoint. They already got the players in place, George Barrios and all these other cats. To run a, you know, the company physically, financially, it, like it, it's time. Like it is time. It is time. I mean, the name really don't matter. Like let's see the push. Like because I see them being, you know, pretty much the next monster. You know, monster tag team. Like if you look at it, they putting them in position for Ryder and what's the other cat Hawkins. They putting them in position for that. But my thing is, do you have them? Whatever they you want to call them, Vikings, uh, War Raiders, and once uh, AOP get healthy, do you have those dudes on both? You know, on the same brand, or do you um swap? And, you know, push AOP over to SmackDown. <laughs> Forbes has a <laughs> Forbes had an article from a day ago. Twitter melts down after the War Raiders are christened the Viking Experience. <laughs> uh, Rock's name their t- article, their Raw, the best and worst of Raw, uh, April 15th, the blogging experience. So everybody's got jokes. Yeah, I mean, that was the most probably like memorable or disappointing thing of the draft. Wait, 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 wait. There is the Viking Experience theme attraction response to War Raiders name change. The popular Viking Experience theme tourist attraction in the UK has chimed in on the latest WWE name change controversy. In the aftermath, Uh-oh. WWE changing the War Raiders team name to the Viking Experience, the Jorvik or Jorvik Viking Center in York took to social media 
to clear. Let me click on the link now. This is from Pro Wrestling Sheet. They took the social media to clear up the confusion. Quote, we've arrived to a full social media inbox this morning, the center wrote on Twitter. Seems like there's some mixed opinions out, uh, out there, but we can promise NXT fans that you will always get an authentic hashtag Viking experience here. Maybe WWE can give us a heads up next time they change a tag name. Unquote. Uh, so, yeah, so there's an actual, you said it, fucking around, but there's an actual theme park or some kind of, like, fun zone <laughs> in the U.K. on the Viking experience. I don't know if they have a you? roller coaster, but they probably got, like, a log, a log, log drop, whatever those things are called. <laughs> wow. Right, so I see them, um, I see them, like, dude. Shit, maybe they might get a, a sued or a cease and desist. Maybe those people got the name copyright. Yeah. But there's a small part of the WWF, they were allowed to be WWF. But only in North America. Yeah. Only in North America, but they told them, no, because we are a global brand. So they said, oh, well, well fuck y'all, guys. You can't use the well, name. I told them no because uh, with the advent of, you know, the, pop- the internet blew up, you can't be just in you yeah. know, North America only anymore, so. Yeah, so they told them, well, you can't use the name anymore. So, um, Trav, did you catch uh, did you catch the uh, first episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice? No, I ain't watching none of them shit. I was talking to my man Mike last night who was just on the line and called in, but maybe he'll call back. Uh, uh, yeah, he, was episode, talking, he was like, yeah, I gotta watch whatever, whatever. Does my the screw job one come debuts? I was like, shit, I don't watch none of this shit yet. So. Yeah, that's tonight's that's tonight's episode, episode two, Montreal Screw Job, and this is supposed to be the first revealing of the of the person who actually like came up with the idea. And I per- and I heard they're supposed to actually have like a back and forth argument between. Cornette and uh, Vince Russo. Wait, on what? Uh, Cornette and Russo. On this side, uh, dark side of the ring thing. Oh. Because leave it up to Vinny Russo. Vince Russo came up with the idea. Leave it up to him. What? Why don't we just screw Brett? Yeah. I mean, but they try to say that he never had nothing to do with it or he didn't know about it. But I heard, really, in all actuality, it was kind of Pat Patterson's idea. But they say Pat, you know, I guess to keep, you know, because that was one of Pat's guys. You know, they had, like, how you had the Paul Heyman guys and the Jim Cornette guys, you know, Sean, Pat, and Rock. Sean, Pat, Brett, and Rock, the Pat guys. And also Ziggler. But she's another dude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like what's going on with him? Like is he dead in the water? Is he coming back? Are they going to release him? Like I don't know. I don't care. I'm not checking for dogs. 
So if he doesn't come back, I mean, yeah. Well. Yeah, it's like, what do you do with him anyway at this point? What do you do with this guy? Well, like I said, it's a healthy mix, you know. Everybody tuning in. Um, dark side of the ring every um, Wednesday at nine, and they show it again. I think at twelve in the morning. So yeah, and if you got uh, most platforms, you can just <laughs> watch that shit on demand once it airs. Yeah, there. And it's on uh, like free on demand. If, if you know, if your platform has that free on demand yeah. thing, so, you know, it could definitely be watched. But it's very you know interesting. I pretty much I. I mean, it's nothing that we didn't know, you know, on the Macho Liz thing. It's just the only thing I didn't know is how soon she, you know, actually started um, seeing Lex Luger. It was, like, almost immediately when, you know, she came to the company, to WCW. And they say, uh, Mach loved her so much that he managed to get her about a 200 $50,000 $50,000 contract, a $200,000 contract with WCW. So she was making, you know, from a buck and change to $200,000 a year. Yeah. And he got her paid. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely got her paid. He definitely did. Is Liz in the hall? I don't think so. I think she'll probably be in this one. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. That's a yeah. I mean, he's in, so it's one of those things that well, yeah, he's in. Yeah, but you got to catch the uh, you got to catch that um, the Bruiser Brody one. That one is is good. That one is good because Tony Atlas, like like if anybody is credible and they have told the story. Many times, Bruce have spoke on it and told it many times. And Tony Allen seemed to be the only credible one. And he's on the broadcast. He flat out said, Abdullah the Butcher is a liar. Mm. He's lying. Lying through his teeth. He is lying. God damn. Almost everybody's lying. Nobody did shit. Everybody stood idly by and let the man just, you know what I mean? Let the man die and go for Dutch Mantel, all those guys. He said the only fucking person that came up to him and kept it real was a young TNT, a.k.a. Savio Vega, and told him, yo, I got your bag and stuff. Get off this alley. They are looking for you. Do not come back to this hotel. They are looking for you, Tom. You got to go. So, they, you know, they probably was going to, you know, try to finish him off. Before he, you know, get back to the U.S. But, again, nothing came of it. He didn't. He kept his mouth shut. He ended up going back, like I talked about, I think, last week. He ended up even going back to work for him. Worked for the same people that killed his fucking buddy and, and, and got away with it. So, oh, I mean. Oh, Alice ended up going back out there? I never knew that. That I didn't know. Pretty sh- uh, yeah. No, you, I don't think you, you know did. Do your, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do your research. Uh, I could I could very much be wrong, but I always thought, because Tony Atlas is, I mean, Tony Atlas is Tony Atlas. 
Only had this yeah. sleeping on the fucking street. You think he's not going to take a date in Puerto? I mean, in a lot of ways, I go, well, you know, you got to eat. But in a lot of other yeah, ways, I'm like, you still killed right. your fucking man and and kayfabe his murderer on TV. I know you got to eat. Yeah, I don't think he did. All right, I hope not. And this guy, um, he went to trial and all that. Hey, they um, well, the way they baby faced him on TV for like eight months. Then right, everybody they, they, the pool of fucking you know this was back when uh, uh, WWC was getting like a, a fucking seventy share on on right. the island. So when it was on, seven out of ten people was watching that show. Everybody knew who everybody was, and then they went and baby faced him on TV and basically tainted the fucking uh, tainted the damn jury jury pool. Yeah, but the one I'm most looking for, uh, the one I'm most looking forward to is the gorgeous Gino, the gorgeous Gino Hernandez one. Um, that's yeah, the one I'm, I'm, most I'm looking forward to that one. Like when I first heard, because I I know the least about him and it's anything. Like gorgeous Gino was really that guy. Like, like the role that the horseman was playing. Like he was really that guy in real life. And you know, rumor has it that gorgeous Gino was moving. Was moving them keys too. Uh, aside from you know us, wow. like he's dealing with some, some some real street dude, you know, some real guys, like the real players in the game. Roger Gino had cars. They showed him with flicks with a uh, Farrah Fawcett. So like, Roger Gino was really like living the role, like. Hmm. And the way Tully Blanchard is like his his son, like not. You know, son in the essence of biological, but like the dude he framed and trained, like, you know, so to speak. The same with um, Art Bar, Eddie Guerrero. Like, cause Eddie was good and all that. He was cool, but the swagger and the cocky and the confidence, you know, the, that didn't come along until he got, you know, he hooked up with Art Bar. Like, if they do a season two, I would love to, you know, for somebody to do something on him, on his career, too. Because that was. A dude that was um, you know, he was on the rise as well. And I remember I had went to a Q and A. You know, this is years back. You know, with Paul, with Paulie and all that shit in there. And initially, like when you saw um, Malenko and Guerrero and all those guys coming ECW, mm-hmm. our bar was supposed to have been in that group. Like they were going to come in with the whole um. Los Gringos, Los Locos, Los Locos, um, gimmick. They were going to be, you know, the top, you know, thing in ECW. So, you know, one of the others probably snatched them up, whether it was WWE or WCW, probably, probably most notably WCW with Daniel Grab over them. But, um, yeah. Like, All right. Well, I'm definitely going to, uh, I mean, again, I don't know if I'll watch them in order or when they come out. But I'm I'm going to try to watch the Gino one for sure because, like I said, I know the least about him and and the Bruiser one. Um, but I, eventually, I'll get around. Yeah, on the corner. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, when you get a chance, yeah, Travis, you all just take a look at it. I'm going. I wonder. Um, last on this one, I'm gonna leave you on. I wonder what they're gonna do with the NXT tag straps. You think they have uh, a? <sighs> Eric and Igor forfeit them or um... probably. I don't think they're gonna go down there to, just to drop them. 
Uh, I don't think they want to risk them getting booed when they come in with the Viking experience name and their stupid new outfits. Right, arrogant evil, evil, evil. Whatever. Oh man, it's just so whatever. fucking. It's just dumb. Yeah, whatever. All right, Travis. That's all I got for you this week. All right, Mike. Good talking to you, man. All right, that was Mike in Brooklyn. Let's, uh, first, I wanted to see this meme that I just made. So, uh, Mike, check the uh, maniacs real quick. Yeah, as soon as I saw they made their when the Viking Experience made their entrance and the ball headed one, it wears like the wait. Like the one wears like a Thor type helmet and then the other wears these horns and it looks if you Google Saga Volume Two and it's the it's the, the, the regular cover, it's uh where where uh, what's his face is like eating this friggin' I don't know some kind of seagull or something. He got blood all over his face, but it's a perfect shot of his horn, uh, and it looks just like these damn. It looks like just like the headdress that the Viking Experience guys wearing. Eye bar. <laughs> so all right, he's seen it. So let's go. Let's go to let's go to Cincinnati. And. Uh, Bring on a, a first time, long time. Let's <laughs> get Mike from Cincy. It was terrible what chilling. Mike wow. Can I be addressed as the MLB Show 19 World Champion? First off, it's two and two, okay? I took the <laughs> first the two, and you won two last night. Oh, oh shit, Dijak's about to cut his uh, racist promo. Hold up, I want to hear this. in NXT because my family gave me that opportunity. Okay. They took the opportunity to come here to the United States. That spirit was coursing through my veins. Thoughts on the just overall on the shakeup of the entire thing? 
Um, it was all right. There was some much-needed moves, I think, a lot of stale matchups. So hopefully that freshens it up a little bit. Was there anything? I know like, nobody like, talked like about Finn, Lars yet either. Yeah, no, yeah, we had it. I meant to meant to bring him up. Uh, but Finn and AJ again missing each other, not not going to be on the same show. Is that a is that a lost opportunity, or is that more of a they they probably should be away from each other? Well, AJ definitely needs to be on Raw because he hasn't been on there in a long, long time. Yeah, since his first year, right? 2016. Yeah, and AJ and Rollins would be a good future title. Is that something you save, as uh, I think Mike said a little bit ago? Any way they could sit on that for nine months and then spark it, you know, say, right, Royal Rumble time leading into WrestleMania? It'd be hard to sit on it, but. I mean, they're both baby faces. They're aligned loosely, at least, on AJ's first night. Uh,. I think he can do it. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't have much faith in the Vince McMahon book product at the moment. No, that, that, that's a good point. They could they could start the feud <laughs> next week. They could start the feud next week, and they could be main event in the the Saudi show together. Some shit. Maybe so, yeah. Nope. Good. Good. Good reason not to. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is say yeah, Vince McMahon. All right. Oh shit! I'm looking at your schedule. Oh y'all, avoid that. Yeah, the schedule looks pretty soft, I think. Honestly. Y'all play uh, the Browns twice in December. That's pretty. Yeah. Watch y'all beat. They're gonna beat y'all and make it to the playoffs. They ain't beating shit. Uh, shit. Oh, I don't so think yeah, uh, yeah. Mayfield and Beckham's going to get along. Oh. Oh. I mean, how many playoff games did uh, Beckham Jr. win with the Giants? He might just be happy that he got somebody to throw to now. And I mean, yeah. Well, get along with that guy. And then Russell Wilson's giant contract. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, I mean, I'm a Russell Wilson fan, but... Jeez Louise. That's a lot of money to get that man. They gave him $65 million signing bonus. Yeah. So I guess he made yeah. the right choice in choosing that over baseball, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything else on the shake-up, the fucking anything wrestling-wise? Where we go? Nah, y'all got to get Rowan Hanson's names right, though. What, Igor, Ivor, and fucking Eric? I mean, I don't, know. I don't know which one's that, but Rose the one with the tattoos, Hanson's the one. No, Rose the one married to Sarah Logan. And he's the bald-headed one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, good to know. All right, if you're around tonight, I, you know, I want my win back. 
Yeah, break the, That's fine. I'll be on. Break the stalemate. All right, Mike. All right. About to watch this. Oh. About to watch what? That world's collide on the network. Did it air already, or is it come on after NXT? comes on nine. Or my nine, my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so after NXT. Oh, cool. Well, it'll be on. So, All right, cool. Talk to you then. All right, let's, uh, let's bring Rich on to the show. Rich, what's going on? Not much, not much. I have uh, my partner in crime here with me. We just got back from Dan Pleasant. Hi. Hey, now. How are you? Doing all right. Wait, so what are y'all, like, learning to, like, uh, waltz or the cha-cha or some shit? What's going on? Waltz and foxtrot. Wow, look at y'all. Y'all are super washed. Super was it, dude? It was a lot of fun. Wait, we can't wait for the next wedding. I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it you was. After uh, did y'all go like get like a bird? What is it called? The bird's eye meal or whatever it's called? Early bird special first. The old part. No, we had a group on, so we get like three weeks of dance lessons for free. Oh, okay. So are y'all both novices? Are y'all both going in at like zero level of, of that kind of dance? Well, well, well I've never done ballroom. Yet. Well, I guess. But Melissa's done like tap yeah, and jazz and all this other stuff. So she's of. like, you know, she's rattling them all. Like I'm trying to say, like we're both novices. It's just actually I've done some musicals, some taps, some jazz, some ballet, a little soft shoe. So I, no, yeah, I, I was exactly. in uh, no, the, the no. summer production of Rent. Not, you know, no big deal. Yeah, so you know, like this is like first day of wrestling training. You went in there like, what, what do you guys know? Yeah, it's like I, I'm trying to snatch a headlock. She's over there doing double jump moonsaults. All right. But yeah, oh yeah, Wilson deserved that money. He, I mean, homeboy was has been underpaid most of his career. Yeah, that, I remember his like first, seven, that first time he got to the Super Bowl, wasn't he making like 300K a year or some shit? Yep. <laughs> Still under his rookie contract. And remember, it was back-to-back years. So he was making 400K the next year. Oh, my goodness. And then they compared. I was looking at a thing I put up online that uh, my buddy Mike Freeman did, and uh, he talked about how Russell Wilson is, like, at this point in his career, seven years in, uh, only 20 touchdowns behind Peyton Manning. At the same point, so he's like third all time in touchdowns after seven years in a run based offense. Wow, I say he don't even got the way to throw to anymore. Right, so it's like homeboy is the good, to me he's a good investment. And the thing that was funny was I was having a discussion with a friend of mine because uh, we know we, we all we all know uh, Jason as a Seahawks fan, but I know. You know, one of my other buddies is a Seahawks fan, and he was, like, losing his mind because he was like, why are you guys playing games with this guy of all the people? Because you chose him <laughs> over Lynch. You chose him over Sherman. You chose him <laughs> over Cam's boy. Why are you now all of a sudden going to be choosing some, like, third-round running back over this dude? Because well, they, they want to do even more run-based stuff. They ain't up. So... It makes no sense to me because you have a quarterback that good and stats are showing that when you guys throw with him more, he makes less mistakes. 
but you know, and then uh, yeah, the uh, Viking experience. That's the funny thing Did to you, me oh, is they just oh. yeah. Hit, are you driving? Wait, are you driving or? Not anymore. We just finished. Yeah, okay, so I'll we're gonna post it in the group because I did mm. the uh, the, the meme I made of the Viking experience guy. And, uh, we learned how to foxtrot and waltz. Trey's got questions. All right, here. Let me call back in like a minute. All right. Before you hang, before go look, check people in the group chat before you do. So check that out. Okay. All right. Oh shit, yo! If you're gonna if you're gonna call back, you gotta uh, do it in the next ten minutes because then you know we call. I don't know if he heard me. He did not. But anyway, let's uh, move it to Darrell. Uh, Darrell, what's uh, you know what? Darrell, I, I I apologize, but let me. Uh, did Jabron's email first? I've been putting that off. Uh, Jabron chimes in. Uh, so I have to say, Ronda pulled a smooth hustle on WWE, came in, got the bag, did two WrestleManias, and said, I'm out. I'm going to start a family. Now, I know we don't know her contract, but however long they thought she was going to be there, I'm sure they had more plans for her moving forward, I would guess. Uh, I would, I, From what I know, which... Arguably, you know, it's admittedly not a lot. Um, you would guess wrong. Um, I'm not sure how she pulled a hustle <laughs> on WWE. She only bought them a ton of attention and credibility and potentially new fans. I don't know how she hustled them in any way. I mean, I don't know what you personally expected. But she delivered everything and more. So uh, I don't, and just on the tone of that first part of that question, she hustled them and just came in and got the bag and ran out the back door or something. Like, no, she did what she's supposed to do. And it was reported she's probably going to leave at the WrestleMania and go start a family. And then that's exactly what's happening now. So this was being reported in December. January and here we are in April, and that is playing out. That's 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 not a hustle. That's contracts and forward thinking and preparedness, and telling the company, hey, I'm probably going to leave after WrestleMania and try to have a baby. I'll see y'all in you know December, or you know whenever she's ready after having the baby. Uh, now that we know who's on Raw, who y'all see actually coming over and really making a change on Raw other than AJ, Uso, or The Miz? Well, you can't just take away three of the goddamn... <laughs> who's your favorite president except, you know, and then you take off all the popular ones. FDR, Lincoln, Washington, Kennedy, Obama. Uh, I don't know. Fucking Millard Fillmore, I guess. Fuck. <laughs> um, Joe, hopefully, hopefully his body can, uh, you know, can hold up and, um, you know, we can make a difference and, and but get them, 
get the notoriety and shit he's deserved for the last, you know, two years that he that he was reaching before. You know, he had that match with Lesnar that was, you know, big time, but you know, he didn't capitalize or he got hurt or whatever happened after that. Uh, number three from Jabron. Why do you think they won't change Roman's look at all? I mean, they got to make money from the vest and the hand thing he wears. But he comes out last night, and from what I could tell, he got booed. Mm-hmm. I thought he got a good reaction. Uh, if us as fans uh, could get, uh, I'm sorry, if us as fans could get something a little different from him, maybe some of the boos would stop. I'm not sure. Just a thought. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a, an obvious thought. Like, hey, maybe if he changed his look, maybe if he didn't come out to the same, you know, music, um, and now that he's on SmackDown, it's a perfect chance. But you know, I, I don't know. I think if he went to more of a like that and like like the kind of hair like that Kona Reeves has, like. Or I should just say, like, not wetting his hair. If he came out with dry hair, I think that, that alone <laughs> makes it look different. He's got a little foof going, a little, little volume. You know, he can still pull it back in, like, a ponytail or something, but it just doesn't have to be all fucking slick and wet and corny looking. But yeah, changes music, and I don't think they're making that much money on those damn vests. I think when we were in Dallas in 2016, sure, I saw plenty of kids in the little faux vests that they had. But three years later, are they still moving? Or variations of those things? Maybe. I didn't even know they they sold a hand thing. So. All right. Thanks, you, Brian. Appreciate the email. As always. Back to... Ah, there's Rich. All right. Yeah, I was trying to get you, like, hey, you better call in before the top of the hour, because you'll get yeah, locked out. Yeah, as I was trying out. to do. Yeah, we had to show my mother-in-law the dance moves, and oh my goodness. Trey wanted to join yeah. in. And it's funny because, you know, almost 10 years now in July with Melissa, the one thing I don't, I, you know, I don't, I didn't, I've never done ballroom before. So when we got married and we had our reception, she is the bossiest human being on the planet. So she would try to like mid dance lead. And she did the same thing today and got called out by the instructor. So she was a little heated. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the whole point. If you're going to jump into this European structure, ma'am, I can't call it. Yeah. Like the patriarchy runs this. Like I lead. Okay. And then she's, like, playing dumb. Well, like, I'll try to turn her, and she's trying to back up. And I was like, listen, in the olden days, you know, this be, you get two mistakes, and then, you know, I got I to gotta go talk to the maester. What is that weird boy Kyrie Sane has, like, on her, in her right thigh? Oh, crap. Let me take a look. Um, I haven't gotten the network on yet. Um, I saw Steve. Before I saw your post, I saw Steve's. Yeah, Kyrie looks like the girl who, like, snuck out to the house for a party, and her mom made her wear whatever house she wore the night before to school. Like, you going to wear it. You think you're grown enough to wear this? You're going to wear this to school all day. <laughs> oh, here comes EO. Uh, 
Yeah, Shirai, something else, man. So, all right, now let's get Darrell on here. All right, stop. Stop, start pushing. Darrell, what's going on? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Rick? I'm glad that you didn't come to me at first. I had trying to see if I eat my food. Oh, okay. What'd you eat? Um, little uh, wings and stuff from his mom and pop store. Oh. Nice. They cook it a certain way for me since I'm trying to stay in shape, I guess, or get in shape. Now I see you. You got the power of Grey Skull with the 80s font on the videos as you're working out. Yeah, man. I try. He's a bird. Burby's king. Hit him with the back fist. Oh, shenanigan jump. <laughs> Just listening to what you guys were talking about all the day. Y'all get me through my workout early in the day. Uh, I hope I hope people will stop calling me and asking for this superstar fake up and, and asking for call up for a whole few years or so. I don't think they ever need to do the superstar shake up again because this year I figured that it was over with because who are you trading with? Who are you um discussing who we gonna put here and who we're gonna put there? Since y'all no longer in competition anymore, and y'all stay y'all together as a team, and we're one, we're just a big man. We're not Stephanie versus uh, Shane. We all the McMahons versus the uh, fans who's supposed to run the show now. So, if you were gonna do the superstar shakeup, when you allow the fans to pick who go here and who go there, instead of just people standing in the ring and waiting for somebody to show up. Yo, Eo gonna fuck her shit up, man. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go No, I think you're right, Darrell, but I think the other issue is they don't care about those sorts of little things. They'll change, you know, the Viking experience to two characters from the TV show Vikings, but they won't care enough to explain who's drafting or who's changing up or whatever you want to call it. Well, they'll throw And Shane, like, no, no, we're, it's just us, and we're just, we want both shows to be good, I guess. And it's kind of this big kind of, where you could have just not said anything. But no, they had well, to here's the know, deal. open up the I, show. I always go with, like, the book version of Occam's Razor. If it's a dumb idea, Triple H ain't going to show up. Like, whenever they have these situations when stuff is, like, really dumb, he is like, I got to stay in Gorilla. (laughs) I'm needed in Orlando for emergency. I'm needed in Orlando! (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was stupid. The Superstar Shake-Up been stupid since after the first one. It's been stupid. It's just... When you put, first of all, don't put emphasis on shaking up the roster. Just do it. Just do it. You can gradually do it and tell stories to go along with it. You can tell that the maniacal, evil McMahon family putting people on shows that they want them to go so they can get them out their hair. That's a story that you can tell. You can just sit there and have people show up and say, well, he's here because they, uh, you had Braun Strowman come 
to a SmackDown and um, show up to save somebody for some more Joe. So the story that you can tell we're putting some more Joe permanently on Raw. Some more Joe want to get at um, um get at Braun Strowman. So he demanded to be put on Raw. So he can get so Strowman can get these hands or get this smoke. Not all this stupid stuff because you're trying to play off the NFL draft, which is big in a whole weekend event, which you can't do. First of all, the NFL don't take uh, Sunday where it's supposed to be football games and say, no, we're going to do the NFL draft. They don't do that. <laughs> and you can't do that anyway because it's dull because what people, what people like about the draft is you get to see these college students that you follow for two to three years and who college hyped up, you get to see where they're going. Now, I see if they was doing that type of draft and NXT graduated like 20 people, and now you want to see where these 20 hot people going, which show they going to? Are they going to Raw, SmackDown, or 205? And you're doing that right there, but you're not. You're doing something stupid where you're taking people who already signed with you and talking about acting like they're free agents when you don't even like talking about free agency <laughs> or the free agent thing or the independent thing. And you're talking about they're getting drafted to a show. And they already work for you guys. When you can just place them wherever you want to put them. And then fans call for the superstar shakeup. And then every year they get disappointed. And then they and then they back to call for it again. Like somebody say, I wonder if we're going to have a shakeup before the Fox. No, no, don't have another shakeup. It didn't work in the ratings. Rock was down. They done lost a million people. In a year, they done lost a million viewers on both shows. So, come but, on. But but I, I think they are going to have it again, though. They're going to have it right before Fox because they got to stack back down for Fox because, to your point, they can't lose a million people on Fox. They're going to want to make sure. Like I mentioned when I was on with Wade last week, I was really interested if they were going to switch the champs, but they went one better and just put Roman on SmackDown. Like that should be the indicator that by by October, Roman's going to be champ or thereabouts. But and to them, that's their strongest hand, which it. isn't. But you can't tell that story. Like the story they're telling at the end of SmackDown, Roman is the future of WWE. Roman, like he's already been. It's he's the present of WWE. It's not like we, you're acting like you haven't seen this dude win a title four times. That's a stupid story. That's a stupid story, yeah. and that's and that caused people to blame Roman, which I hate. People started right. because okay, they act, they act like they don't see. Everybody believe in the mantra of these people are so um, micromanaged. They can't say nothing. They can't say what they want to say. But then they'll start blaming them for stuff that they care to have no control over because they understand what they've been told. So how are you going to have a double-edged sword against the people? When you also agree that they can't say what they want to say anyway. So Roman gets this stupid story where he gets hyped up where they was slick hyping him up, but they tried to give you the swerve with um, Elias, but we knew the swerve, what you were really doing. And now you're going to cause him flat because now people are like, damn, why that, why that show wasn't about Kofi? Why you ain't focused on the champion? Are you trying to make him a CM Punk type of run? 
what Cam was talking about earlier. And now that all that heat gonna go on against Roman, where he already back again blue. And you did him no justice. Yeah, and to your point about the script, I mean apparently uh Xavier kinda went off script when he had that like mini rant because he legit was upset about that with the superstar shakeup. What, Tyler Breeze? <laughs> no, no, not the Tyler Breeze part, but, like, up, up, he down, has this down, show up, up, down, down, and yeah. everybody he works with, 80% of the people he worked with just got pulled. And some of that you can take as, Sorry, you know, man. some of the old people or some of, like, the guys like Bruce Pritchard, like, oh, these idiots are playing video games in the back. Like, ah, we'll okay, get now, them. they personally did that because, to spite Xavier and those guys, then that's fucked up. But if that's how it worked out, poor guy. Poor, sorry about your YouTube channel. I'm sure he'll be fine. But well, YouTube but think about it this way. That's not just his YouTube channel. Are, are you supposed to, like, not make decisions because it might – like if you don't make it yes, a, a because they, decision, here's my counter to that, Travis. Or a wedding, they or not moved. a wedding, a marriage. Like that, I get. But because like your video game buddies are on the roster, that's not a legit. But reason. no, no, it's not just a video game buddy. It's a show that they use to help with their mainstream uh, cool points. And also, they moved Miz to Monday so they could help the ratings of Miz and Misses and keep him with the USA property when they move in in October. Right, that makes sense. But it's the same thing with Up, Up, Down, Down. He's at all these uh, conventions. He's on all these shows. He's in all this Damn. media. It's, as still, a, it's still this this extended arm, this, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, ancillary thing, that you're not going to make decisions of the main thing based on this ancillary. Yes, it's important. You, that you will when it's a market. When it's a market that makes as when much it's a money as when he's on the... That they're trying to get into. Right, like eSports makes a market. lot of money. It's a billion-dollar market that they already are into. So you're going to be fucking around with that so you can have so you can make sure hey, that you're... Hey, hey, Trail. That's just... That's just One eSports team is worth more than the WWE. eSports yeah. is worth more than the WWE. They could buy WWE two times over. And that's an industry that they're trying okay. to get You can say that about a million other industries and companies. But that's, that's not something they've been putting their head in. Because they make guys. a bunch of money or more money than WWE doesn't mean WWE should And, and WWE is making their money. They've proven they're making their money nowadays, not just off the wrestlers. They're making it off the hours of content they provide. So it's a moot point so to be on what show. Is my point. It's a lot easier... To, to to negotiate and maneuver that stuff than it is your main roster. What you do, your bread and butter. You figure out the you figure out the up up down stuff down stuff later because it's not as important. I'm sorry about the conventions and the e e e whatever money and whoever. Great. They that that relate those relationships will still uh be will be fine. They'll work it out. But the superstar shake up is not important either because it's hurting their it's hurting them their money overall anyway. And it's hurting them to the fact where they're gonna be they're gonna be behind going into Fox. They're gonna try to be doing the catch up instead of being prepared and ready to go. They're gonna be doing catch up. The superstar shake up hurting them regardless. Because in actuality, 
do, uh, it's a hundred, what, almost 150 people active wrestlers on the main roster. They only use, on a, a semi-regular basis, like 50 people at, at most, 50. And out of those 50 people, they only use 30 on TV on a regular basis. So the rest of those people don't get to see TV for more than six months at a time. So you're doing a shake-up for people who are not going to be used. Most of the women who came out on SmackDown won't see TV for probably two to three months because they only do one women feud at a time, and then they do it for like two to three months. So hyping up this stuff and not selling and 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 why they they what they had to add for the um person to keep up with what the stories and stuff that they're doing. So you selling the superstar shakeup for stars that they won't see anymore. And that hurts your product in the long run. That's why you lost a million people. That's why you lost, that's in a year. And within five years, you was at five million people, and now you're down to two. To two. Yeah. And now you're trying to play catch-up because Fox ain't, uh, ain't going to want that. <laughs> Fox already, it don't matter what they want. They, they paid for what they're going to get. Right, but for them, Fox can always just pull the ripcord and put them on FS1 and keep last man standing. Like, if you're losing out to MAGA Tim Allen and his sitcom and you get bumped because they're like, we'd rather have him on than you, that's loss of face for McMahon. And as much as he's, uh-oh, Alexa Bliss deleting tweets, what did she delete? A very loss oh. of face. And I don't think you're going to stay on FS1 for um, that whole contract. they probably get rid of you within a year. After that, you're going to be looking for another contract. Then your stock market. Well, no, no, they can't get rid of that. They can't, they can't get, they can't, they can get, they can move them, but they can't just drop the contract. They'll still get the money regardless, but that still looks. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 I don't believe they can just move them. Y'all, y'all keep, y'all think Vince was I don't believe Vince would sign some contract where they could just take, could do that and embarrass them like that, even if it was deserved, even if they're like, fuck, your ratings are like a half a million, we got to move y'all. I don't think that it, Vince would allow that to be in their contract that they get to be moved to FS1 or any other channel uh, that that is not approved by Vince. We, we, that was like when this whole Fox stuff started coming up, that was like the first thing, like, oh, they're going to they move to FS1 if they don't like the blah, 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 like, Vince is a lot of things. He is not a this man has been negotiating T V deals since nineteen eighty goddamn two probably. Uh, he's not gonna allow them to, to put some loophole in. But that's what they originally <laughs> wanted them to go um to in the first place. They originally wanted them oh, to go to F S one. They originally they wanted them to go in the pop. Gonna happen is but they want to be on F S one. A year in they get moved to F S one, I'll be like, Yeah, y'all were right, Vince is a fucking idiot. He didn't put it he allowed that be in this contract, but I don't believe it. I don't believe in with any part. Well, of I mean, you can not believe it if you want, but it's going to be fact. Yeah, Case I, in I, point. I the I world, the World Series, the World Series on Fridays will bring in 13 million people. They're not going to drop 13 million people just because SmackDown's got Friday. They're going to get moved wait, in wait, a wait, wait. It has nothing to do with the con. The Jet is not germane to the conversation we're having. World Series and them having either bad or unimpressive un- ratings. You just Fox said that they would not move at all. Fox, Fox would not move. In, in this specific USA context, has, 
They got moved for a dog show, Rich. I understand that. That's what I was about that, to say. So how is Vince McMahon this negotiating genius with TV if he can if he keep if he can get moved for a dog show? And I'm telling you, every TV show that's got set up, you have ratings benchmarks. If you don't hit them, and you got to deal with them, they're gonna move you. Especially that has when you have multiple entities like Fox. Now we're because we're now we're conflating like three different things. I'm talking about one specific thing. Y'all trying to add in all this extra shit to try to make my point lesser, which it isn't. My point is Vince isn't going to let allow his show to just be moved to a lesser network. If it's a World Series, then obviously they can get preempted or moved for that night. They got moved from USA to Sci-Fi for 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 Raw. I don't think it had anything to do with the dog show. Back in whenever this was, 09 or 10 or whatever this was. But that happened. That, no, that, whatever that, that's not my point. That hey, has nothing hey, to do with my point that the Trav, network would, they would allow well, that. Well, your point is, is he allowed them to move them to Friday in the first place when they could they probably would have wanted to stay on Tuesday since their organization was set up for high, for high, for their live shows and everything, for people to go off on Monday, Tuesday. So they had to switch up the whole setup. And now they probably spending more money by keeping trucks um, and stuff. Right. Well, when you get a billion dollars for your fra- for your franchise or half of your franchise, then that's a that's a that's a compromise that you're willing to make. That's good, okay. That's so good he can't. So if they so that's something so, that's yeah. negotiated, he just could, like the idea could, that he, don't move my goddamn show to no FS one or two or the Ocho or none of that shit. Different. Yeah, I don't understand why y'all just think that if, one thing just means automatically, well, they, they agreed to that. So, so, of course, in the contract, they could get moved to fucking Bravo in two weeks. No, it ain't how it works. And I that's that's if, I, if I get you to move from Tuesday to Friday, but I wanted you to be on FS1 in originally, so I say, okay, I give you a chance on Fox, but if you don't hit your numbers, I can move you to FS1. I can do what I want then. Because in actuality, Big McMahon wasn't, wasn't um, they didn't have the dominant card. They, they weren't in charge of the negotiation. Fox was the ones who were in charge. They needed Fox. So they was already trying to uh, spark up competition between USA and Fox to get bigger contracts for both shows. So you already behind. So Fox, AK, I give you Friday. If you don't want to be on FS1, then you got to take Friday. But if you don't hit the numbers, we move you to FS1. And you got to give FS1 a show, another show, which they did, which everybody was hoping that was coming to the network. But they know they had to give it to FS1. And that's the studio show. Right. Just all part of negotiation. They, Vince, don't, Vince didn't have no say. He don't have the control that people... That people um, say it's only two sports that own days of the week. That really own days of the week on networks. That's basketball and NFL. NFL on Sunday. On, on in, in the NBA when they in season, they own Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays and Fridays on which because they own Wednesdays and Fridays for ESPN, and they own Tuesdays and Thursdays on 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 Turner Broadcast. They own them days. They own them days for seven months out of the year. They're on those days. Can't nothing boot them up out of those days. I, I can give you a direct quote from Collier, the guy who's running Fox. Uh, 
and previously oversaw AMC and Sundance. Uh, this is a perfect match. Moving SmackDown and broadcast TV and having the ability to leverage Fox's extensive portfolio of world-class sporting events will expand the reach of flagship programming. Our WWE relationship, we have said that this is Friday night. Short time Friday night is going to WWE. Who's that? Like what short, short, short okay, time so Friday short night time. on Fox. So, you, so you're saying that's an indication that that's a uh, either a trial run or a six month or a year, whatever the. But there's a right. There's a specific right. cut off or. Right, because in the top, the the thing that the, the thing with the deal that like at the time they made that deal was highest, but they also when he when he was saying that at the upfronts realized that. SmackDown ratings kept going down and Last Man Standing's ratings kept going up. And so the question is, what do you do if you're out there for like five months? Because obviously NFL, there's nothing on Friday to worry about. So after the, I'm, I'm talking more about after the NFL season or that, yeah, I guess that would be perfect because after NFL was also after World Series and their numbers are down and you know you have something that's a big property and you know, Maga Maga Allen. Uh, yeah, but the difference you with have that ability. Allen show is there's a uh, there's a shelf life. There's a there's an expiration date on that. That's like that show isn't going to be around in three years or five years or eight years or whenever. It's like eventually it's going to run its course and 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 it'll and it'll be over. Like <laughs> wrestling, that's the selling point. As bad as <clears throat> excuse me, as awful as it could be, ain't no expiration date. We go all year, or we, we, we turn over talent. We got you know to to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ain't no you know. So in the summer we're getting two and a half million people. In the in the in the in the middle of fall, you know, when everybody's watching TV, maybe we're getting you know maybe we're getting two point eight million. Whatever. I'm not making. I'm just making up numbers now. Um, yeah, I don't even know what that point is. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, 10 hours is not going to be Last Man Stand is not going to be around forever. They could they, – no, something could. They could say, well, we could the, – the nature of scripted TV, we could get another right. another hit or, or something that could draw people on or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, that hasn't been so easy for you, though, has it? <laughs> Lately, Fox, though, has it? You can't just be like, oh, right. we'll get another hit. We'll get another, you know. But I would also look at it, too, like, for them, they don't necessarily need it forever. Because it's not like USA Network where they've had this deal with the WWE for almost a decade plus now after the return. Like, well, the new they only no, signed they for five years. Oh, five, they came back. So we're, we're going on 15 years. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a decade second, plus. Yeah. The second fucking round of, of USA relations. Yeah, you know, so, they, you know, so they have a strong relationship. So this, their relationship yep. has doubled the second go round. It's doubled the first. Go-round. Yeah, this is like a second marriage where you got married to the same to like your first a third marriage where you got married to your first husband, and it's like, do you combine both marriages? Do you go because like you said, it'd be like twenty two year relationship plus yeah, the something five year back. There's <laughs> a five year break. <laughs> Like that would be awkward because like what anniversary gift? Okay, that, I know. Like what anniversary gift would you give someone in that situation? Like, is that a first anniversary or do you pick up with it? Like, oh man, my head hurts. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like uh, they, they only need five years with Fox. First. They got that five year deal. Yeah, 
Like, think about if they ever put the energy behind Orville like they put behind, like, Last Man Standing and Orville, Wait, like, kicked what, off. What am I hearing that they won't yeah. – that they that it's not a guarantee that they'll be able yeah. to advertise SmackDown during football? Like, they're saying because, the, like, the NFL can come in there and go, nope. You don't, you know, because they... Oh, yeah, because because you have to prove with absolute certainty, which you can't, because they keep bragging about the stuff they're doing together, that Alpha Entertainment is disentangled from WWE. You can't right. you have them advertise a competitor on there. You, you can't make them do that. That's and why so I'm McMahon not going to advertise USA on their show, Fox. Uh, That's NFL understandable. Don't want them to um, advertise on um, certain stuff because if now you're talking about competition, which people brag on, um, get on WWE about um, coming out early and striking, the NFL coming out early and striking. Okay, Vince, you're trying to come up with XFL and trying to take people away from us. Well, we just going to um, hurt your uh, main product. Hey, we don't want them advertised doing our game. Which we get the most people to watch anyway, because we're not gonna let your competition get any type of foot in the dirt, dig in the sand, yeah, but bite down on the mouthpiece to fight back. <laughs> yeah, I think that would just be one the XFL ain't going no, it ain't going to be no kind of competition. NFL knows for, for with absolute certainty the XFL will not put a dent in anything they do. Uh, it won't matter. They might it know it, but they they ruthless. Won't last past uh, a season if they can make it through an entire. They know season. it, but they root. They, but they ruthless though. They ruthless. You can say the NFL was the reason why the AAF didn't work out because they was trying to hard, badly just negotiate to get the third stringers and the practice squad people, and they were like, "No, <laughs> we're not helping you." We're not helping you. We're not doing that. Right, but that's different. But because the business world, they rule it. They don't care. They I don't just, want you to get a yeah, I just don't. I just don't. Like the NFL saying you can't advertise this wrestling show during our games, even though it's a Fox property and, you know, you're Fox and we are broadcasting partner. We're not going to allow you to do this thing that, you know, for you guys as internals because the owner of that, show also owns this other thing that's our direct competition. They can't say that with a straight face. They ain't no direct competition. But I, but I, get what I would understand if they did say that. That's, that's flimsy as fuck. I don't know if Fox... I mean, it depends on how how behind the WWE Fox was. Because Fox should be like, uh, fam, we got money to make. This ain't got nothing to do with football. Like you, come on, y'all fucking up, y'all, 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 you know. Someone came out today about this clout, clout. Who got the most clout? NFL. Do the NFL got more clout with Fox, so they can have more control with Fox than WWE? I mean, it ain't a damn choice. But you still don't want to be let. You still don't want to set the precedent that they can tell you how to manage your stuff. Because of this loose, if they had a real like case, Fox would be like, you know what, you're right. Or I could see them going, you know what, you're right. We, we, we sorry we even asked you about that, but we had to try. This is like, this is different. Like, get, get the fuck over yourself, NFL. 
I mean, as an example, I would push back with, look what W, look what uh, Fox, I'm not Fox, I'm sorry. Look what the NFL did with ESPN, which ESPN really didn't recover from for a couple of years, where they pulled some of their bigger games and threatened to pull themselves completely off the network when they made the TV show Playmakers. Yep. And they were like, either you, either you drop this show and you drop these issues you bring up on this show, or we're going to – and then they kind of started. That's when they first realized they could divvy up their primetime games. And with Fox, they have the Thursday night games, which there's no guarantee that those will be good games. And that's where the NFL can kind of play those – the same silly sort of like pressure games. Uh, even though I just saw an article released. from January, they're, they're negotiating with – XFL is negotiating with Fox and ABC to be televised, as well as the NFL Network to televise their games. So I, I, you know, I don't know about that. It's it's going to be weird. If NFL Network's broadcasting your games, I don't see how you can say, "Hey, don't advertise this ancillary program." Yeah, that's, that's only. Shows, I, I see them saying that. Affiliated. I see if they if the NFL Network get the XFL games to show on their TV, then they probably uh, back down from that. But that's only if they get it. So that's part of a negotiation tool too. Well, I. <laughs> Cut off the market for you. Plus, the, uh, what just came out today? The schedules just came out today at eight o'clock, and um, yeah. some Thursday games looking kind of slack anyway. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but we say that now in oh. May or in April, but you know. But if you ain't like some of the top bigger people on Thursday, on Thursday games like the Browns. Uh, right, Brown's good. Uh, so, that's what I'm saying. If you're not getting those type of teams on Thursday night, people oh, ain't gonna watch because people always oh, sure, don't like yeah, Thursday yeah. night games. Period. Unless it's a big team, and it, either it's a big team or it's a big game, they're gonna mean something. Yeah, so, so you don't Thursday, want to spend all that see. manpower. Buccaneers, Panthers, Titans, Jaguars, Eagles, Packers. That's a good okay. one. That's a really good one. Yeah, Rams, good Seahawks, one. Giants, Patriots, yeah. eh, that's booty. Panthers, Bucks, Giants, eh. Patriots? Chiefs, Broncos. That should be good. Yeah, that's just two major markets. That's going yeah, to work. Yeah, but major market, but in terms of like, oh, Eli's going to be dead. Eli sucks. They rebuild mode. Chiefs, Broncos, Washington what? football Broncos team versus the Vikings. I don't know if this going to be good. Broncos going to be good. Steelers, Browns? Jets, Ravens, that yeah, these good. last couple of games are. They got Steelers Chargers, Browns, Raiders, Steelers, Browns. Big deal, especially if it's in November. Yeah, it is. It's November fourteenth. Colts, oh. Texans, another divisional. Oh, yeah, uh, playoff teams. Come on. Cowboys, Bears in December. That might matter. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, not bad. Yeah. So. Monday night, really, ESPN, I mean, they just got to deal with it. There's been such an uproar the last couple of years with the terribleness of those Thursday games. I just don't think they can just go out yeah. there and give those Thursday games and just make them just get the crap games away. But well, the thing the that's, that's tough play for it is you got that, you got that, that four-day that swing. Great. Yeah, so those, they, they should try to give it to teams that are coming, you know, but, you know, thirty-two teams or whatever it is, you're trying to you know, can't some teams are gonna play that's gonna be a short week. 
or whatever. But you should try to get teams that are coming off a bye uh, in that Thursday slot or, or, or that are coming off. But, you know, you should try to make it as generous and or as not as rigorous as possible. Like, you can't have somebody on Thursday that just played the week before in England. Like, <laughs> that ain't fair. <laughs> Imagine you play you play in England, then you play a Thursday game, then you play a Monday night game. Like, I was showing Melissa at dinner for, like, the Chiefs. There's a Sunday game, Thursday game, Monday night game, Sunday game. So, like, you're going to play four games in, like, 15 days. And depending on what time you play the game, too. Woo. Don't play a late Sunday night game. <laughs> then have to play a Thursday <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking now at the Eagles, trying to figure out what's the craziest time of their schedule. Because if they have now, that Trav, I know team, you as an Eagles fan, you don't want them playing on Thursday because you got Wentz out there, and with his injury issues, you don't want you don't want him on a short week. Mm-hmm. Well, of course not. You want him to get all the rest. I didn't want to go to England, like you know. Uh, yeah, I think we went to England last year. Yeah, it looks like the the Eagles get it done early. They got to they got a Sunday game against the Lions. Then they go to Thursday at Packers. Then they get 10 days off and play the Jets. Okay. So it's kind of like that. everybody gets that. It's like an extra bye week. You get that like 10 days off before you play again. Yeah. You just got to survive you it. Hold that Jets game you just got to get from Sunday to Thursday. Blow them out in two quarters. Right. And then for the Eagles yep. – the only issue is, I think it's statistically, I think it's like 60-40 or 70-30 for the home team in those games because basically you're just, you know, you're beat up still from Sunday. It's like, you know, any other situation. Ooh, Orange Cassidy. Um, and I heard y'all was speaking about um, Dark Side of the Ring earlier too, just to speak on that real fast. Mm-hmm. Um the show, because I've seen all three episodes, because they had it up. Um, I got direct TV now. They had it up on their um, DVR uh, side of it, or uh, whatever. Okay. They had it on their side. And um, the Brody one, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it seemed like everybody was calling each other a lot, and nobody's story could be. Mm-hmm. And they didn't put no work into going and pulling up court cases or see who might say this or said that. Mm. They were just going off the word of um, the butcher or whatever his name, um, you know, cut it with the sport. Yeah. Abdullah yeah. the butcher. Um, Dutch well, Montel. one of the issues that, like, you got to deal with with that case, I don't know if you knew this, Darrell, is they, like, even with when Travis earlier with, with Mike was talking about the uh, – the people like going to Puerto Rico for the case, they didn't get their subpoenas until a month after the case ended. Yeah, they said that on there. They they said that on there. That's the one. That's the one thing that they said. Well, his wife, his wife said that when yeah. she was talking. And then about the same case. thing with the court documents. They the way they play the game because I saw this a lot with like Russian organized crime cases. What, what they uh, did with the thing was, if you want any of those documents, you got to show up in Puerto Rico and get them. Uh-huh. And, and even the and, Vice guys were like, nah, I ain't going to Puerto Rico. I was like, no, don't go to Puerto Rico. 
<laughs> go to some Puerto Rican courthouse. Like, yeah, can I get these records? They're like, yeah, no, come back here in this room. We uh, we get those records. Get hang, hang on back for a minute. <laughs> get stabbed up because you know you always got to keep Spanish people at least like ten feet away from you because they're quick to stab. Wait a damn second. Hold up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just something that, the that you say. The Darrell Freeman do not reflect the East Coast cast. Hey, the East communication. That's just um, a hood view. That's just hood views. It doesn't reflect anybody on this show. That's hood views. If you're from the hood and you know, <laughs> you <laughs> you keep Spanish people a few feet away from you because they're known to stab you. So that's hood views. I'm just saying. But <laughs> they go off of that. Uh, you you think Dutch is the most believable because um, Brody Weiss, the person that she got all the information from that she talked to was Dutch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you might you might uh, Tony Atlas, you might think of his story um, as what Mike was saying the most believable, but you got um, the butcher saying that no, he's a bold faced lie, and then you got Dutch like. Well, he ain't telling the whole truth. Yeah, we had a meeting, but it wasn't about what he was talking about. So it like. But you also got to remember, Dutch lie. kept coming back to Puerto Rico. So Dutch is kind of yep. like, to me, especially for a guy who said he was going to testify and then kind of just laid low. I don't really trust his like take on things because he was basically again, like Travis was saying earlier. To the wife, you say that's who she, yeah. you know. I mean, just because she, she believes and who told her the most mean. information. I'm just right. saying, you just you only can go off of, you know, what people, yeah, and that's Goody. his wife and his son was on there. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they say. And then with the Miss Elizabeth thing, I thought that was the most horrible, worst story ever because in actuality, the whole thing, they was making her out to be the bad person. <laughs> they right. seemed like they was making her out this abused woman, which everybody... Yeah, like Elizabeth, why would like you keep yourself in the line. closet? Yeah, like, they were trying to make this seem like a storyline. And, like, Macho Man, he knew how he was just performing. And he knew that, you know, not to take it so far on TV and stuff like this. And then even if you listen to Bruce, like, they made it seem like when they was getting married that they were still together. That's why when Mike told you he switched, she went to um to um Lex Luthor, Lex Luger, I mean, um, so quick. But it wasn't that quick because they was already divorced and separated back when they did the marriage at SummerSlam or whatever. So they was already separated and just playing on TV. So that was a lie that they told right there because they was trying to make it go with the storylines and they was not trying to say that he was abusive, which if you listen to his first girlfriend, she said said he was just as abusive. (laughs) So and so you got what's we call it his brother trying to protect Macho Man, and then you got everybody else, Eric Bischoff trying to play to the story and don't want to say about abuse. Yeah. And everybody was. I mean, and no on one her. talked about uh, no one talked about what Gorgeous George said when she was his valet and how he would treat her the same way. Yeah. So you know I. Viceland do some good stories and they do some good documentaries and stuff. But mm-hmm. I I say the best documentaries they do is when they talking about weed and stuff like that or food and, and and music. That's that's the lane that they probably need to stay in. So far these documentaries right here, 
I'll, I'll be with Bruce and I have to give it a uh, thumbs in the middle because if you you feel like they could have did more. So I want to see the rest of them that they put out and see how they go. Well, so far, uh-uh. <laughs> not good. Not not good story. Not something to just tell people, man, you must watch this. You got to watch this. I feel like you tell somebody that. That's like somebody telling you, man, you got to read this book, man. You got to read this book. And they ain't never read the book. They just going off of what everybody else saying. Like, mm. yeah, man, that book five. So more off perfect song is, came out today. They more is, off of clout, doing it for clout. Is Albert Hardy Jr. ACH? He is. Yep. That That's is, his real name. Uh, all right, Darrell, we're going to try and get on before we uh, get out of here. So good talking to you, man. All right, man. All right, talk to you. Later, Joel. Uh, I hope Craig wants to come on because he didn't have his hand up. Craig, do you want to be on? What's happening? What uh, well, I was No, I, I didn't have my Yeah, no, uh, that's oh, fine. All right. Uh, I was just. The, Sorry. Wait, did he want to be on? That ain't right. Sorry, Craig. Craig. <laughs> well, I was going to write an email in response to what you guys were just talking about, but now that I mean, you if I can know, write an email. Twenty minutes to nine, so I do want to get the hell out. All right, how long do I got to write the email then? Oh, take your time. We're not. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get, get it in in the next hour. You'll be all right. Cool. All right. All right, cool, Rich. Appreciate you jumping in, uh, tagging in for a little no bit. Um, I'll see you in what an hour or so. Some VIP. I would probably say like maybe forty minutes or thirty minutes. That way, I can make sure Trey's all right because he wasn't feeling good today. So. I want to make sure right. Melissa's got to do some court stuff. I can do right, that. Yeah, just text me when you're ready. I'm around. So, all right, that was uh, Rich from Pittsburgh chiming in, helping out here this evening. Uh, we'll be by for, for some VIP, so click over uh, once you're uh, done this, if you are a VIP member. If you are not, this is the end of the road for, for our show this week for non-VIP members. Uh, so for you guys, uh, we'll be back next time, next week, same time, same channel. Um, yeah, that was Rich. Appreciate all y'all calls and emails and tweets. I'm Trav. Whoops. And I'm out.